Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 86. Hello out there, I am your host, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining us again is returning guest Maddie Dockrill. Hi! And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Hello. Thank you guys for coming here tonight and joining me for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Such a twist. <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. I, I get tricked by it every single time. <laughs> 86 episodes in and still... Yeah, every time you shock me, you bastard. <laughs> we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 24, episode 17, What Animated Women Want. This was first released in April of of 2013. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by J. Stuart Burns. In this episode, Homer's pissed off Marge once again by not listening to her when they were having lunch together. And so we see Homer trying to once again repair their relationship. And in the B story, Milhouse remembers a Marlon Brando movie he watched in class and starts treating Lisa uh, with a Bit, with a bit of Brando. Yeah, with a bit of Brando and mm. starts treating her like a jerk, basically, and she eats it up and they have had an adventure together. Guys, what did you think? Um, It's okay. It's so close to being like pretty good. I'm a little bit sad about it, story-wise mm. at least. Yeah, jokes, weak sauce, story, okay sauce. I feel like the fact that it had this like whole intro that was a Breaking Bad spoof, like in my mind, I was like, hmm, like, you know, it's going to be a pretty average episode because they're so desperate for this long filler intro. Yeah, mm. <laughs> like it did take about two minutes. Mm. People like who might have only seen the YouTube clip of this couch gag, yeah, they do this big extended Breaking Bad intro with blue cupcakes, yeah. making blue cupcakes, which it was interesting that, yeah, they had even a bit of live action Breaking Bad footage in there. I actually mm. quite like that as, uh, you know, the bit when they're just Taking a break from cooking meth to watch The Simpsons. I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's what I do, except for the meth. <laughs> <laughs> so they had Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston playing Walter and Jesse. And this was filmed around the time of Breaking Bad season five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Great season. They're all great seasons. They are. It's such a good show. you got to get back into it, Maddie. Ah, uh, did definitely give up halfway through. It's on Stan. Maybe. Oh, right now. 12 bucks love, a month. Bloody love Stan. 10 bucks, mate. 10 bucks. 10 bucks now. 10 bucks for the shit of pixels. Sponsor us. Yes, we need sponsors. So, yeah, uh, I fucking forgot the first question, even though I've done this 86 goddamn times. What so was a moment from the story that stood out to you for better or for worse? Well, for me, I'd say it was how shit the reason Marge got shitty at Homer for. Like, it was the right escalation with the wrong starting point. Yeah, I I'm kind of, well, I'm half on board there, because I like the idea that he's taking her out, but he's not really listening to her, but mm. he, he kept trying, and you kind of like, eh, you kind of meet him halfway, but then I also did appreciate that there was no quick fix, but then there kind of was, but yeah, we'll get into this. I think what stood out for me was probably the whole Lisa Milhouse dynamic. Yeah. I mean... The mm. fact that he's like, I'm going to be a jerk and she'll love that. And then she does. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like, this is so yeah, borderline offensive. And then it just ends yeah. as well. Yeah, like, they didn't. He's just like, oh, I'm done with this now. Okay. Mm. So there were some right beats in there, but I thought the way that story unfolded was really terribly done. Mm. Where she asked it for the cupcake and then he remembers a class 
where they watched Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, you think they'd before. have him watching it, then getting the idea to be like mm. Brando, then have the cupcake bit. Yeah, to me, that's just bad story pacing. Mm-hmm. Mm. In that same scene, she eats it up immediately is... Yeah, I think borderline offensive. Well, also, this is an episode where they clearly had some extra minutes they could have spent because mm. they had such a long intro they were covering for the lack of content. You could have had a couple of extra moments. Which I will say, in terms of their story, I do like how the blue cupcake was a thing. Yeah. yeah. That it wasn't totally done in pointlessly. That it was the... Yeah, the rare times the couch gag ties into the episode. Mm. Yeah. BT, uh, what about you? What's a moment from this episode that stood out to you for better or worse? The school therapist. Was that Wanda Sykes? That was Wanda Sykes playing hey. the school therapist. Yeah, I like Wanda Sykes. Yeah, that was my only real note. No. Oh. I was like, hey, is that Wanda Sykes? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I liked that she needed Fluffy Fella way more than Milhouse did. Yeah, yeah. and then you had a follow-up joke, which I kind of love, hate, where Milhouse is, Fella! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you got me, you bastards. Oh, because streetcar? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this something that I'm giving this episode credit for is that it does have a memory. It's mm. remembering stuff that they've set up previously in the episode and bringing it back. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's what I do like about the Homer storyline is the effort that he's making to try and make things up and then, like, especially that moment with the draw full of apology cards yeah Yeah. i think that's a really funny way to illustrate like how many times he's fucked up yeah and the fact that well it's just not cutting it this time it's just happened so many times before yeah and that line at the end where she's like and homer and marge's marriage was saved for another week yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah at least they went there but anyway we'll get back to all that but play count how many times before tonight have you seen this episode uh at least the once yep nuns Nuns. Mm. Once and nuns. Um, yeah, I've probably seen it twice, maybe thrice, but yeah, I, I don't generally return to this episode. So no. yeah, let's talk about some of the wacky elements of this episode. What were some of the cartoony moments that stood out to you? Grandpa can teleport. Yeah. <laughs> that was another gag that I liked that was immediately ruined. Mm. Yeah, Homer fixes the door. Yeah, close the door, open and then Grandpa is just behind it. Yeah. And it, for the sheer surprise of it, I did get a laugh, so... Well, it was made surprising because the door wasn't actually in a frame. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was just sitting in the middle of the basement. I was like, they're done. And then ding dong. That's the power of grandpa. <laughs> but yeah, then they do the whole thing. Hey, no comical entrances. You never said anything about comical exits. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm. could have been. How did you get here? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They definitely could have played that better. Mm-hmm. Cut and run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was a weird animated sushi that was so uncomfortable. Yeah, the very, very ending where it's like, hey, let's watch sushi being pooped out of Santa's little helper. Hope you had fun on the episode. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> yeah, it was like a somehow worse version of South Park's Lemmy Winks. <laughs> well, at least Lemmy Winks was, you know, intentionally gross. Yeah. Lemmy this Winks, was just. Lemmy Winks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like what the hell <laughs> yeah that's probably the best way to phrase it just mm. what the hell why who pitched this and the rest of the writers we went yes that is how we leave this episode good call matt <laughs> <laughs> fuck you matt it was jay jay stewart burns you don't know who pitched it oh yeah good it could have been anyone in the writer's room especially matt <laughs> yeah there was definitely just this point in the episode where everything just like took a turn for the worst like mm. it was, yeah. it was kind of going okay. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not hating it. Like it's all right. And then all of a sudden, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I think it's just because both plot lines just fizzle out. Yeah. Like Milhouse goes, oh, I'm done being a jerk to you. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then Marge's like, oh, I guess I'll forgive you. I was like, oh, you had something here, guys. Yeah. 
All right. Was, was it lunchtime? Yeah. Mm, I yeah. guess it's a reset universe. Yeah. Like, can't really change anything, so... Whoop. Yeah. But that's the problem with the Millhouse Lisa storyline, is that Millhouse actually had a really engaging crisis of conscience. Yeah, and I, I dig that it was kind of more his story than hers. Yeah. And it's like, okay, being a jerk is working. I just feel bad about it, but it's getting me what I want, but under the wrong pretenses. Like, how do I feel about this? And, yeah, we know Milhouse is that sensitive that he would really feel bad about this. Mm. So it had an interesting conflict that just ended. Didn't really resolve, just ended. I was kind of expecting that, even though I've seen this one before, I kind of forgot it. I was expecting that scene where he takes it too far and thinks, okay, confidence is good, but being a total dickbag is bad. Mm. And just, yeah. yeah. I always wanted, like, Lisa to take back the power. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, skipping too. ahead to yeah. the question of what I'd change about this episode is yeah. I would have liked Lisa to have taken the power back from Millhouse in mm. a, like, kind of dynamic play. Like, he takes it too far and she goes, actually, you know what? Screw you. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. That's what I kept expecting to have happen. They just didn't. Yeah, like, what would have even been more interesting, because they set it up that Bart is in on it, and he's mm. like, eh, whatever, you know, she's my dumb sister, I'll let you manipulate her or whatever. Yeah, then maybe have him care a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Or there's places to, like, either have him care or have him push Millhouse to take it too far mm. and then get Lisa to do a bunch of shit she doesn't want. She discovers Bart was behind it. Like, there is a lot of conflict you can generate, but, mm -hmm. yeah, fizzle's the right word, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, any other wacky moments that stood out to you for better or wacky? The whole <laughs> sex store <laughs> yeah. thing with Helen and Reverend Lovejoy in there. I was like, that's hey, They're that a married couple wacky. and they can do what they like. <laughs> I think it's actually good casting because they are the exact type of repressed Christians mm. and because especially like how gossipy and holier than thou Helen is, mm. I actually do think it plays into their characters. Yeah. But yeah, Tim then going home a help was a bit weird. That was. Yeah, that implies but, he's not okay with it. Yeah. Mm. Funnier that they were just, right, this is what we do. Yeah. God never said anything about whips and leather. <laughs> I just was like... This is a family to children's show. Yeah. The whole What is going on? And how he got to the sex shop was weird as well. Cause he just takes Mo's advice. He's like, Well, I've been reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and apparently women are into this stuff now. I was like, first of all, why would you listen to Mo? Yeah. Um, do we need to bring up that Mo was writing gay erotica? <laughs> like, what was that? That was gay erotica. What was it in uh reference to? Who's Sheriff Andy? So he was probably writing fan fiction there about Barney as well. Yeah, Sheriff Andy and Barney. I'm going to Google that. Hold up. So he was like Tina from uh, Bob's Burgers, erotic <laughs> friend fiction. Oh, see, Tina's erotic fiction gets me every time. I fucking love that. But this, yeah. I was like... Tina's a professional. What? The school had banned touching butts. I mean... <laughs> uh, I'm a big, big Bob's Burgers fan. Did you find it yet? It might have been the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> well, Are they I, like Southern? I feel like it was some kind of like Southern Western That vibe. would play into that, yeah. Okay, no, sorry, that's Andy Griffith playing Sheriff Barney. Because I just Googled Andy Sheriff Barney. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. So it will keep you updated. But yeah, I feel like the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing was just so damn trendy. Like... You know, it's not a kid's show per se, but it is appealing to kids and kids do watch it. And this is ho that whole weird thing about Fifty Shades of Grey kind of being in the public space. And mm -hmm. Available at Kmart, the dirty <laughs> smut that it is. <laughs> 
Yeah, you had a big rant on it in our web series. <laughs> that I <did>. was great. <laughs> Go check it out at daveplus1.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the lead in line to that whole scene, Mo, how do you please a woman with a word beginning with F? What? Why? What? <laughs> it's very simple. Fudge. <laughs> Feed them. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that this was the point where Marge was like taken aback, but then was like, oh, wow, you are actually going to a lot of effort here. Yeah, so I'm kind of mixing like, so I like the idea that she likes that he never stops trying. And that's mm. a good point. Mm. It's just everything else was kind of, especially when the sushi nearly worked. It's like that token effort nearly works. Even though we've shown that token efforts don't work. Well, yeah, tying into that, the heart of this episode, see, that was a scene that I liked where Homer's apology almost worked and it came from that, mm. the sushi chef's really meaningful speech. Mm. Like, I like that that almost worked, but then it didn't because he fucked up again. Well, I guess that was probably the point where the, it fizzled because they were like, here's the solution. It's almost yeah. there. <laughs> oh, no, nah, we still have more time. Let's just fucking fuck around a bit more. Yeah, that's. I guess that's what kind of bugged me is it was, this is how we'd normally solve this. Mm. Ah, it didn't work. But then it kind of just solved itself. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. There's just something appealing about someone actually giving Homer the solution. You know, here's what you need to say. And then he's like, for reasons I forgot in the car on the way home. <laughs> and then, um. Well, it's sushi, it's good. So, yeah, how about the other heart moments of the episode? Where did you guys feel ba-bumps? Being lost in the blue of your eyebrows was a good line. (laughs) I got a chuckle and once I felt anything, but... Baby's got blue eyebrows. (laughs) Behind blue eyebrows. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I don't really feel like I felt any actual like heart moments in this episode i mean i thought it was cute that homer was so excited about his date with marge but yeah. then of course that all blew up not for a good reason though no That's... for yeah. a terrible reason i mean the man's eating his sushi marge let him enjoy <laughs> his sushi jesus yeah and it's like oh you know you, it's always the same with you oh i'm gonna lose five pounds marge oh i'm gonna take you on the most romantic lunch of your life marge he did take you to lunch yeah, yeah he got kind of swept up in the food but you know it's lunch Yeah, look, we know they have a history of Homer being inconsiderate Mm. and stuff, but that wasn't the right time to blow up. Or in this episode, it wasn't even the straw that broke the camel's back. We saw nothing of Homer being bad before that. Yeah, and I think, you know, if it had been, oh, I thought we were going to sushi. Yeah, but this burger joint's closer and they have a special today. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, like ended up at Krusty's. Yeah, something that was more about (laughs) him because I know we said this, but hey, this instead because Mm. I want to do it. Or yeah, Homer gets put off by... You know, all the waiter's mistreatment. Oh, restaurant this fancy where the chefs can be mean to you? No thanks, you know? Yeah, although I do have a mind on Charles Edical! Oh, you know... Sorry, that wasn't me sneezing. That's actually saying words. <laughs> this is how fast I've gotten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a sushi restaurant that fancy would not have snap apart chopsticks. Oh. Yes. Or the fact that Homer could have been like, that's what sushi is? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially to be followed up, we've gone before. You got poisoned and nearly died, remember? That's true. Mm. Or maybe he could have been, wait, wait, we're not going back here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Does this place sell fugu? <laughs> so so, although, to be fair, if he never wanted to eat sushi again, that's understandable. Yeah, definitely. You'd give him a free pass for that. <laughs> and this was another appearance of Akira, played by George Takei. He's not always played by George Takei, mm. but he was in this one. Wow, I thought that was off-brand, Akira. It was actually Takei. Yeah, that... Takai. I've never been sure. Editing Bay Ilya J here to say that it's George Takei. But the sushi chef, that was Maurice LaMarche. Mm-hmm. And I think you could tell because his accent was a little racist at times. <laughs> it, it leaned very badly into some of the tropes, I felt. I didn't really notice. I think so. it lacked nuance. 
But, you know, he also was able to deliver that that really heartfelt speech of a fish being so delicious, uh, you'd think they were delivered by angels. And then the leftovers, which we make into omakase. Omakase? <laughs> where have I heard that before? Shut up. Eat your omakase. <laughs> I did like that bit. But yeah, the, we only have one ocean, but it contains many, many delights, and that's love or something. Yeah, and the words, ah, oh, what a delicious analogy. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's about all I can say for the heart. But ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, I guess no one's off brand. I mean, they're just not quite being motivated properly or go the right directions. But... I feel like the Lindsay Nagel voice mm. voiceover, the fact that it ran through the entire episode. Yeah. And was it wasn't me... tied to anything. It was just this disassociated oh, narrator. Yeah. I kept expecting it to come around somehow, but mm. it didn't. And I feel like in that sense, it didn't. Like, it would have been better if it would have been, like, Troy McClure presenting a Simpsons clip show sort mm. of vibe. If we could do that, sniff. I know, but, like, you could do something similar with Lindsay. Yeah, so that's fair. I am so just strong. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you're going to have this framework, it's like the last episode we did where it opened with the big theatre thing mm. and then it ended, but... It was never used to a good effect throughout the episode. And I thought this was the same situation here where they had the narration interjections, but it was so inconsistent. Mm. And yeah, I think it was a fair device to have. It just wasn't thought out. And mm. yeah, same yeah. with the curtain calls and stuff like that. It was just, I like the concept, but follow through on it. Not just, don't just have it present, but not an actual idea. Definitely. Sorry. So you're doing such interesting things on the on the screen. I'm distracted. And I'm not being present. I've got to go uh, grab my laptop when we do. Is that reputation justified? Okay. Because I thought saving on the cloud would mean that it would be instantly there. But Don't trust the cloud. No one knows what the cloud is. Hate the cloud. See? <laughs> the all-power Apple God knows. Yeah. <laughs> we can only say that safe in this soundproof booth. But the cloud is not to be trusted, man. Siri is always listening. <laughs> oh, I actually really like that um, reference to Siri. Searchy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, just the whole, yeah. look for gas fluid or yeah, brake yeah. fluid. Break sorry. Fluid. Yeah, look for brake fluid. There are 14 Taco Bells in your area. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. And then it laser beams him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, I can so relate to that. I fucking hate you, Siri. <laughs> Every time. Well, it's like, okay, I got a new phone recently and I was fiddling with a camera and it says, do you want to turn off heartbeat detection? I'm like, what? <laughs> Why do you have that? <laughs> Facial recognition was bad enough. Now you're seeing if there's like heartbeats in the room, which yeah. is also probably going to be the basis of a good horror movie at some point or a bad one that I'll still watch. <laughs> but still, it's like, that's a little too... Why can you do that? So you don't detect things that are faces but not people, which is good, but also you're getting too smart for smartphones. Yeah. Dumb it down a shade. Well, yeah, at least the phones don't have lasers in them. Yet. Or do they? <laughs> it's the laces you can't see that you got to worry about. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think the character's integrity are off. I agree with you there. I think it's actually more a failing of the story. Yeah, there were elements here that I liked and they just didn't come together. And it wasn't heavy on the jokes, but I was kind of having a good enough time for about two thirds of it. And then, yeah. Yeah, I'd say the middle is like where it really was going all right. It's, mm. Everything started up for stupid reasons and started up stupidly, fizzled out at the end. But yeah, there's a good, nice little chunk in the middle there. That's Yeah, I think because in the middle is where you get Milhouse being conflicted about this change in his personality, even though it's working. And it's where you get Homer's typical apologies not working. You're like, oh, 
So where's this going? Continue yeah. episode. I am intrigued. And yeah, I I actually like it when he ticks off a bunch of chores from a six year old chore list. I actually, again, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, I really thought that's where it was going to turn around. Like I honestly was like, yep, that's it. Like what a win. Yeah. And there could have been a lot more material from that. I, I would have actually liked to see, there you go, boy, finally put the training wheels on your bike. And he's like, I'm 10. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like the treehouse collapses and he just ticks off, yeah. dismantle yeah. unsafe treehouse. That was good timing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But guys, do you reckon you'd watch it again? I reckon if I was cozy on a couch and someone had brought me cocoa and, you know, had my feet up, uh, maybe my hair did, <laughs> and my nails were drying... And first of all, I have a lot of questions about who did what to my hair and nails. <laughs> but other than that, I'd be like, well, I don't want to ruin this. They put a lot of effort in, so I keep watching. Okay. Under those a exact sir. circumstances. <laughs> How about you, Maddie? What bizarre circumstance would make you watch this episode again? I would say I would not actively go out of my way to watch this episode. But if it was on and, like, nothing else was on, say when you're channel searching. Yeah, look, if I came part the way through this episode, I might sit down and... I think if I forgot it, I would watch it yeah. again. I'd be like, oh, well, I've seen this one. Where does this go? Oh, wait, that's right. God damn it. BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Uh, I think we've covered it. Just take it in a different third act. Yeah. Everything else I thought was okay. Maybe throw in some more funny, but uh, that's easier said than done. But yeah, just take any of our suggestions on how to complete this episode and do that instead. Yep. Definitely, Maddie. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I just feel like it was really going somewhere. It had a bit of potential, and and just it just lost it. Mm. Just yeah. sad, really. shat itself. Yeah. I think there's actually room to split these off into two different episodes. Honestly, like there is enough gold to mine from both of them. It's mm. just yeah, they just didn't dig very far. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was very surface level. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that a lot of the plot turns and stuff are just, like, sort of perfunctory. Like, they're just mm. sort of, uh, th- th- that'll work for the moment, but I'll mm. come back and fix it later, and they never came back. Yeah, it feels like a first pass on a script, or maybe a second pass. Yeah. Musical moments. Like, we had the funk song at the start, which I think was in an episode of Breaking Bad, but it was very reminiscent. Like, I always yeah. loved the music choices in Breaking Bad. They'd always use some really funky stuff or some really cool Latin music, yeah. There was another one at the end, wasn't there? The song for the sushi? Oh, what was it? What you get. (laughs) That's what I wrote. (laughs) What do you get when you fall in love? There we go. Oh, that's right. I like that song. I can reinterpret (laughs) my notes sometimes, which I first heard in Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me. That's a good movie. Mm. That 14-year-old me remembers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, old Burke Bacharach song, yeah, playing over the end over there. Their little sex dungeon burning. Although I do like and also I'm terrified by Marge going, oh, I didn't hate all the toys. Which one were you into? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, what size batteries does it take? D, how many? 16. Like, <laughs> wow, that's... Basically a generator, right? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that was very... I, I felt very uncomfortable about I that. Did. I was like, I don't know, Marge is a mother age and I just feel like I was like... That's, uh, I like if she picked up like the feather tickler. I like this one. And in, Homer's like, oh, what do you want me to do with it? And just like makes him go do some dusting. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a better joke that would have raised far fewer questions. Yeah. Yeah. 16 D cell batteries. That's a lot of power. I think it's just, I know this is probably awful of me to say, but you know, Marge has like come up as this character that's so like pure and innocent mm-hmm. and like, you know, she's so sweet and kind. Mm. And then she's like, yeah, 16D batteries. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Oh, mercy. Oh. Well, she didn't get into the dingle swing, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's not think about that too much. But even when she came in, I'm picturing she goes, like a Newton's credit. Sorry. <laughs> even when she entered the room, she goes, "Ooh, a snuggle dungeon." I was like, "Oh, cute." Yep. Yeah, it was a weird scene to cap the episode on. Like I said, I just I think it was just totally trendy of them just referencing Fifty Shades and you know, weirdly enough, if they dove harder into that yeah. and just had this because there's that whole statistic where women who have read it and shared it with their husbands now enjoy a better sex life. Did they go that route? As odd as that would have been, at least it would have been a better storyline yeah. of connecting between the two. But instead, they're just like, quick reference, and now we're doing this, and goodbye. Yeah, it's totally that. Fifty Shades of Thing, bye. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, you heard of this thing? <laughs> oh, we're into the last bits of the show. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. This is not my A game. I don't have a lot to talk about here. Yeah, this is one where the episode's letting us down. Don't well, worry. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to say, this is one where I have a lot more notes that I just don't want to talk about any of them. Yeah? Yeah. Like what? Backbone equal attractive. Haha, <laughs> you did want to talk about it. I'm just reading things I've got <laughs> written down, but fine! What about the rip-off of the soup Nazi? No, it's us! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I kind of like that. The guy just sneaking in his little packet mm. thinking he's beat the system and then all of a sudden, edamame! Yeah, I kind of like that. And then it was like, edamame them away! <laughs> I was like, oh. And then he's like, you really think that's going to make us leave? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't need the rest of it with the tip and the fire hydrant and all that bullshit, but yeah, that yeah, was that funny. Yeah, they should have just kept that there. like Being uh, pelted with edamame. Yes, so good. Edamame. Come on, there's a start of a tongue twister. Edamame... Edamami uh, Mimes, Massachusetts. <laughs> so, sorry, what was the note that I um, went all improv on you on? Oh. The real house just goes, so women find backbones attractive. That was it. Oh, uh, yeah, I, and I, then I Skinner's like, oh, I'm a weak person, then, and yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, because he has phenomenal posture. He yeah. does. He has a very... Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's like one of the first things they drill you on in the army. Yeah. Shave your head, get your posture right. Yeah, yeah. physically, <laughs> I would say Skinner does have quite a strong backbone, but mm-hmm. uh, metaphorically. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're in the final parts of the podcast now. Maddie, do you have any other notes? Yes. Um, the skin-coloured cabs, because mm-hmm. they're yellow and cabs are yellow. Oh. And I was like, ha! I never noticed. Okay, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good sight gag. Uh, any other notes? Um, I really liked Marlon Brando's reappearance in the thought bubbles. Oh yeah. And how he like progressively like in the end on the last thought bubble he was, you know, Marlon Brando at the end of his life, this yeah. like fat, overweight man mm. in a moo moo. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I'm and down to two cupcakes a day, but I'm dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and as well in the scene before it he's like, Yeah, they paid me three million dollars for three days of work, so yeah. don't expect any more free advice from me. Mm. <laughs> God damn you, Brando. Mm. <laughs> also, I liked the environmental like shout out to what can we take from the ocean for your pleasure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also liked how the therapist was dating the sushi man. Yeah, that was a good turn. That, little I tie that was yeah. such a funny little tie-in. And it, as well, he just wakes up because he goes, someone somewhere is feeding my sushi to the dog. <laughs> you didn't get this upset when you heard I was fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, good callback as well. She's holding a little yeah. furry fella. Yep. Mm. Fluffy fella, sorry. Any other notes? I did like as well the Lindsay Nagel voice, how it said, Milhouse has made his choice, and if there's any justice, he's doomed. Yeah. Based on the fact that, you know, the choice was a bad choice. Oh, and I loved the flash to Maggie. Oh, let's <laughs> like see what Maggie's freeze. up yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. She's Just like about to like fall out of her crib. Out of <laughs> 
Like, well, at least she, like, you know, got a throw in. They didn't completely omit her from the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oftentimes I would just totally forget that Maggie's even a character in this Mm. show, and I think the show does as well. Yeah. But it was an odd cut as well, and then, oh, I'm sure she'll be fine for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Although I do like the follow-up line where Marge is getting Homer's underwear off the ceiling fan. It's like, oh, why do all his shots into the laundry basket have to be three-pointers? Yeah. (laughs) How about you, BT? Any other notes? I'm disappointed they got the idea to go to the sushi restaurant from a tire guide which has Quimby dressed as a Michelin man, but they didn't reference the tire fire. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Low hanging fruit. It's just so easy. Um yep, that's again anything anything I've written down I don't really care to talk about. So Yeah, it's just it's a bit of a non episode. Like Sorry, my last one is I'm gonna woo her with woohoo. Not one, bad. One bad. Oh, you know what I did like? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I've become my mother. And then she goes, Well, common sense never goes out of style. Yeah. I loved that little argument she had in Marge's yeah. voice as well. I thought that was quite funny. And well voice acted as well. She kind of landed <laughs> that exact between Lisa and Marge, kind of. Yeah. I think I, if that had gone wrong at all, it wouldn't have worked. But I think, it, yeah. Nicely done, Yardley. So this is another thing where you could have at least had the uh, stories intertwine or had Lisa going to Marge for counsel at some point. Yeah, that would have been cool. Mm, oh. Yeah, it would have been. What a twist. And then Marge, maybe in the doldrums of boredom, would have been like, you know what? If he's being interesting, go for it. Mm. Yeah, that would have been interesting. That would have been, yeah. <laughs> Marge I mean, starts getting attracted to Millhouse. No, stop. <laughs> oh, and we're, we're going, going to back. weird sex things again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bad host. Yes, very. That yeah. Actually, I, <laughs> yeah, there was that moment as well with the therapist where I almost thought she was gonna like <laughs> jump his bones. Yeah, yeah when she's like, she mm. does give him like a half dreamy look, but then the follow up line is, "Look, normally I tell kids to be themselves. In your case, don't." Yeah, yeah. Whatever that was, it's working. <laughs> yeah, there could have been so much more potential for. Yeah, Marge to give the standard Marge advice. Oh, you know, tolerate it and see what happens. And then for her to go, no, fuck it. Go with the bad boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it would have been really interesting because, you know, parents don't always give great advice. I've looked back on, you know, my life and been like, were they just bored that day? <laughs> <laughs> or like just not giving out the dispensing the, the good wisdom? Because that was not, why did they do that? Yeah, or there could have even been like a really sweet moment between like, Marge and Lisa, where like Marge realizes, oh, actually, Homer's not that bad. He's mm, he's quite yeah. nice to me. He might be inconsiderate, but he's not a jerk. Yeah. And that, then Lisa could have been like, oh well. Yeah, Lisa's story serves to Marge the the good aspects of Homer. That mm. yeah, he's occasionally inconsiderate, but he's you know a sweetheart at heart. Mm. And, he's uh, not doing it knowingly. Mm. He's being inconsiderate by being by being so comfortable. Is. You know, yeah, being who he is. And yeah, I think there's something to be mined from that. Better episode we did it. <sighs> <laughs> in 40 minutes or less <laughs> alright time for my final note time what are, I remembered what it was and now I can't remember how it was it ready for rapid notes <laughs> something like that fuck I can never remember that's a good theme song I yeah, like that one I've done better uh, I like that Homer's his first move to make up with Marge is uh, walrus man or whatever <laughs> I like a follow up of that usually works but not that. yeah yeah Wally the kissing war- walrus <laughs> yeah and we've noticed recently they have this pattern of playing with old catchphrases and old words and like trying to subvert them a little and Homer does this line about um it was like oh, I thought this lunch was innocuous but it's just become ocuous yeah mm. bad writing mm. <laughs> why did I write down sleep beers I feel like that's important what did sleep you write beers. sleep oh, no. beers sleep beers ah uh, because he's all like we saw it to each other when we got married we'd never go to sleep angry so uh, I'm not going to sleep 
Oh, well, you didn't have two beers. Such a bad conversation and so unfunny. Oh, yeah, and Mrs. Krabappel puts out a durry and Bart's here. Yeah, and then he ate it. (laughs) For international listeners, a durry is a cigarette butt. (laughs) In American, you would say, could I please have a cigarette? In Australia. Chuck is a diary, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, cunt. <laughs> what do Rod and Todd say? We flushed your cancer sticks down to hell. Yeah. Yep. Is it cancer sticks? Smokers yeah. are joking. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that makes Millhouse more attractive in air quotes is, as much as I liked the demolished treehouse joke, I didn't really get the point of the mutiny on the bounty reference. No one did. <laughs> yeah. It was pointless, right? Yeah, it was pointless. Like, what was he trying to do? Was he trying to impress her? That's not how being a dick works. You don't try to impress people while being a jerk. Yeah. So it was only there so Homer could do the ticking off gag, which kind of ruins it now for me. <laughs> I think they just ran out of Brando roles to reference that weren't him being old and fat. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, we've done Streetcar. What else is there? I'm like, Imagine yeah. that was the thing that like made her go, yeah, like he's chasing her around uh, with the orange in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I did some islands of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> Tried to do an animal morph thing on her. <laughs> Time to rank this thing. Mm. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the good rankings, you got good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, the ones that that you just can't live without. You give those episodes Cubex or Coney are. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Fuck, I actually really want to give it a bronze because of the parts that I liked, but I just, I don't really want to watch it again. So mm. I'm going participant. Um, I wish I liked it more, but I don't. Maddie? Is bronze, I would watch it again. Generally speaking, we say you have to at least want to see it again to give it a medal ranking. Okay. Bronze but- is good. Because I was going to say, it's not it's not bad. Like, I've given participants to something that I've really hated. Mm. Um, and I was actually going to say bronze. But then if I have to, like, do I want to watch it again? No. Yeah. So, participant. All right. That's a participant, BT. Finish it off. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because it, it almost has substance. Mm. And I want to reward that. But I just can't. I just feel nothing for this episode. I didn't even want to read my own notes about it. It was just such <laughs> so, a boring ep- I just felt bored. I'm not even fully bored. For the like for most of it, I was engaged, but then it just fizzles yeah. so poorly the rest of it suffers by you know, uh, in retrospect. So yeah, mm. participant. Mm. It's all participation. All right, guys, this will be a unanimous participant all around. This will be joining other such episodes as The President War Pearls, where they do the Evita parody, Fat and the Furious, where Homer fights a bear, Mummy Beerus, where Marge goes into business with Mo to reinvigorate the pub as a fucking... Why am I explaining? It's a bad episode. Don't watch it. Um, and Quickfire, something about marrying My Fair Lady and My Fair Lady, Crook and Ladder, Eddie Given Sundance. Yeah, the Just participant. a whole yeah. lot of mediocrity there. So much. But before we go to the next episode, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Thank you to the BT singers. <laughs> Robert David Sullivan of the AV Club, that's a new one from the AV Club for us, mm-hmm. gave this episode a C+. This is a scattershot episode with a lot of pop culture references, but little comic momentum. That's completely fair. Teresa Lopez of TV Fanatic gave the episode three and a half stars out of five. Mm, I like your name, Teresa Lopez. You're getting away with it. <laughs> I felt the humor of the episode was undercut by the odd narration. It seemed unnecessary as a framing device, and it didn't really add anything. 
Also true. Little too high mm-hmm. on the star rank, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, Robert H. Dawson of TV Equals said, The sushi restaurant portion of What Animated Women Want felt lazy, mixing together Asian stereotypes with some vague notion of rude fancy restaurants into a less than hilarious mess. He's just pretending to be woke. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, well that does it for What Animated Women Want. That was the 525th episode of The Simpsons. Oh, Jesus. Now we're going all the way back to the 279th episode with Half Decent Proposal. We'll be back. I hope it's half decent. And we are back. We just watched our Teens Era episode for the evening. This was Season 13, Episode 10, Half Decent Proposal. It was first released in February of Ought 2. It was directed by Lauren McMullen and written by Tim Long. Wow. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Way to to not suck at life, Tim. (laughs) Yeah, this is one that he could actually be proud of and go home to his family and go, I did this. (laughs) <laughs> show his mum oh, that's lovely darling yeah because yeah, Tim Long's the writer of like Lisa Goes Gaga and <laughs> a lot of episodes on the shit list yeah, yeah. like uh, Mo Goes From Rags to Riches oh, he, he has written some clunkers <laughs> and in this episode Marge makes contact with Artie Ziff again who is now a zillion billionaire and he puts forth a half decent proposal to rent Marge for a weekend for one million dollars which the Simpsons actually need to get Homer his snoring surgery guys what did you think it was better than I remember yeah it was really fun I actually quite enjoyed it yeah the, it was pretty solid surprisingly yeah. I think the weakest part is definitely the third act but by then I'm having a good enough time I actually forgave a lot of the things I thought I hated a lot more so. yeah yeah I felt like I also remembered this episode worse, mostly just because, like, Artie's a creep. Mm. <laughs> well, he's a creep that's supposed to be a creep, though, so it works all right. Yeah. Um, if it was a creep we're supposed to love, I would be like, oh, no. Well, yeah, that's right. The story gears us to hate him, and he does one kind of okayish thing at the end. Yeah. Mm. But then proves himself to still be a creep. <laughs> yeah. I am watching you Your through a camera. camera. Um, <laughs> so many good musical moments in this episode. Uh, weren't there just? We start with dream. You're going to have a field day, Elliot. Dream, <laughs> Uh, I, I love that song. Who is it? The Ele- Everly Brothers or the Hollies or someone? You know, we start with a song about dreams. We end with a song about dreams. Oh. Bookends. Ba-bow. Musical bookends. There we go. I just love that song. Uh, the rotary guitar as it comes in. So good. Yeah. And the sweep dreams at the end. Did it? Were there any other musical moments? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a few. That When they went into the dance hall. And then there was also that song when Homer's running through... The mansion looking for Marge. Oh, yeah, they're doing the old Mrs. Robinson, the yeah. Acoustic, yeah. just the acoustic guitar. Yeah. So in the prom or whatever it is, they're, I think it's Cherish. Cherish the love that we have. I yeah, think. sounds about right. But I was more distracted because in that moment, they do a shot on the band and the singer's mouth isn't moving. Yeah, that's yeah. so weird. <laughs> and what about as well, the song played when Hibbert and Dr. Nick are going golfing in the car. <laughs> I don't know what song it is, but it was fucking great. Oh, I can't remember either. It was, it was a hell of a cut. <laughs> that was such a funny misdirect because, yeah, can't get a doctor on Wednesday and he looks like he's about to take golf swing. <laughs> 
They just Dr. Nick cruising down the highway while Dr. Hill just smashes letterboxes. I, I love that pairing. That was too much fun. There is so many good like misdirect jokes in this episode. How Absolutely. about the send it to Baron von Kisselot? <laughs> so there's a joke I remember really hating and yeah. I didn't mind it in this take, which is weird. I've always loved this. It was... it's, it, it, it is so fucking stupid <laughs> to have that guy with the giant, okay, who was the wise guy? You know? <laughs> I think, yeah, that was one of the few like cutaway scenes that I was like, oh, I quite like that, actually. It really tied yeah. it together. <laughs> but definitely, like, Baron Von Kissler, I'm, I'm glad that's the only time we've seen him. Mm. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if they hinge a plot on him. Yeah, I'm about to say, wait till season say, 30 <laughs> when he starts dating Smithers. <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, kiss a lot. <laughs> I New like episode it. from Tim Long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start the questionnaire. Maddie, what is a moment from this episode that stood out to you for better or worse? Oh, there are a lot of moments that stood out, I think. I don't know. I just loved, like, Homer's insane snoring, like, how out of control it got. Yeah. Oh, you know what I loved? I loved when she goes over to Patty and Selma's house mm. to sleep <laughs> and then ends up just having this, like, girls' night with her sisters, which, uh, yeah, I just think yeah. that whole It's one of the rare hilarious. times we've really seen them get along yeah. and be sisters. It's very cool. Yeah. That's true. It's always something to do with them being at odds with Homer and Marge yeah. is trying to be the bridge. There's always that implication that they are sisters and they do get along, but it, you very rarely see it. The, most of the time you haven't really seen them together alone mm. is in flashback, and then they're usually being dicks to Marge. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's genuinely kind of, it's an angle we've surprisingly not explored all that often. Yeah, and like the moment where they're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's uh, she's still with Marge. No need to get the big wire cutters and take that yeah. ring off. Although yeah. I do like the follow-up joke of taking off a bra with wire cutters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one where, yeah, you just watch them drop and that's <laughs> such good animation. Yeah, that moment and they watch a bit of Nookie in New York. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. I love that scene. That's one of those scenes whenever I watch Sex and the City, I always like think back of just, you know, the Charlotte. I also enjoy sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Patty and someone being like, this is so like our lives. It's like someone put a camera in this apartment. They're just in their PJs. Yes. Her sexy aunt, Nighty. Oh, I love it. I just feel like that's every woman watching Sex and the City being like, yep, oh my God, that's so me. I can so relate. With the homemade Cosmos and <laughs> yeah. probably just, Domino's pizza. Uh. <laughs> like, it was a very... Typical Sex in the City parody, but I thought they did enough funny with it. Didn't outstay its welcome. You got your gag and you moved on. But I, I feel like it'd be better if I actually knew the characters. <laughs> yeah. So I, I barely watched it. What, you're not a big Sex and the City fan? I don't know which one I am. For We're all related to Ninja Turtles. Okay. Shocking. Charlotte is your Donatello. Um, Can he name all four <laughs> Sex and the City characters? Samantha Ooh. is going to be a Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Like, can I do this? <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. Is <laughs> <laughs> your Michelangelo. <laughs> and uh, what's the face is Leonardo? The other one. The main character. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Jessica Horseface. <laughs> I, that's low for it. I'm sorry, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's mean. Uh, so are you a fan of Sex in the City, though? You've, you watch that show? Oh, I think, yeah, I've definitely seen quite a f my fair share of episodes. Wait, yeah. Carrie? Carrie? Carrie, yeah. Um, it's Carrie. Carrie. You gotta say it, because in New York, it's Carrie. I, I feel like like that spoof pretty much describes it. That's all you need to know. If I'm not having sex by the end of this goat cheese quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How about you, VT? What's a moment from this episode that's sort of you a bit of a worse? 
Artie made his fortune on a, something that converts a modem sound to easy listening. How <laughs> dated is that joke? I, I love it. Yeah, you know, there are two thoughts I had to mention. Extremely dated. America Online and Dial-Up Internet. Yeah. Mm. And another musical moment. Hey there, computer geek. You You'll will be, be connected, connected in no time. Yep. So good. Yeah. I still maintain that's the separation for a millennial is someone who doesn't remember dial-up. Mm. <laughs> if you remember... <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to my great aunt's house the other day. Okay. And she had dial-up internet. Where what? did she even get but that? This is like this is a few months ago. Just I was shocked. I was wow. like, I, I, how do you live like this? She needs to donate that modem to old Sydney town. But it was so funny because I called her the other day and I was like, why can't I get through? What's going <laughs> on? on? Like, why isn't she home? Or is she on the phone to someone? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's still living back in the day <laughs> of BRB. Mum needs the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm amazed that works. I, yeah. Genuinely. <laughs> it's got to be 10 years old. Out. Yeah, the guys come into her place to install the N NBN. It's like, wait, di really? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, that, it was a funny enough way for Artie to make his fortunes. Yeah, and I just got a chuckle out of it. Yeah, yeah it was really. I thought that was a really clever one, actually. Well, yeah, this episode sort of was inspired by, we watched The Front last week where they go back to their high school 10-year reunion and mm -hmm. Artie said, I'm stinking rich. Yep. But interestingly enough, so this is actually the first time guest star of the episode, John Lovitz, came back to do Artie oh, really? since the episode we watched with you, Maddie, The Way We Was, mm -hmm. when they do the flashback episode. And that's the thing that stuck out to me about this episode. I think he was the worst part of it. I, don't, I didn't think he delivered a good performance. He didn't really have a lot to do other than being kind of creepy. Well, he was in the episode a lot, but I thought, first of all, his accent, his voice was inconsistent from the first yeah, true. Artie Ziff, and it was also inconsistent within the episode. I feel like once you've given the world, ah, another triumph, Yeah, <laughs> you can stop as an artist. <laughs> I did like when Marge was like, does that work on anyone? And he was like, no. Mm. But when it does, hello. <laughs> I loved his voice in that. I thought that yeah. was really good. So I think that's where John Lovitz is at his best voice acting wise is when he has over the top characters to do. Yeah. When they give him mm. something to swing for the extremes, yeah. He's yeah. either deadpan or he's swinging for the extremes. Well, that's it because Artie is actually a deadpan character that yeah. was probably at his most hilarious when he was being a bit more animated. Mm. <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> don't you know how to dance? Oh my God. That was, I don't know, my favorite part of that whole episode. That was so funny, that dance scene. <laughs> <laughs> he goes through them all, like the Charleston, the moonwalk. and. Oh! It's so good, and just the reaction in all the crowds is so so funny. Like, yeah. there's that one guy who just like looks scared and like backs away slowly, <laughs> and then Chief Wiggins there just smiling like happily, and he's like, "Ah, oh, uh, he's sleep gonna well sleep." Tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Professor Frank's there with goldfish disco shoes. Mm -hmm. Is Did he? You guys see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah he's got these like platform shoes. Because I have... saw the shoes, <laughs> and I assumed disco stew, and then I panned up like. Frank, when did you get your groove back? Disco <laughs> Stu does have those shoes, mm. if you remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't get them out. <laughs> and Disco Stu was also at the prom. Apparently, everybody was getting paid a thousand dollars to be there, except Disco Stu, who was there pro bono. Mm. <laughs> so good. Play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Uh maybe five. Yeah. Six. What? <laughs> Why? How? Um, one. Really? One. Yeah. One. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, you're the weird one here. Okay, well, fine. (laughs) Guess the cyborg will just drink. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually another one that I VHS taped. I, I, I watched this a lot back in the day, and it's sort of a weird thing where I felt like one day I watched it again, and I was like... Why have I watched this so much? Like, I've probably seen this episode 20 times, no joke. So how about the wackiness of this episode? What were some of the far-out cartoony moments? All Homer's snoring, like his eyes vibrating, or snoring while awake. So good. I do do like that opening. Yeah, Marge blocks his nose, he starts snoring through his mouth, blocks his mouth, starts snoring through his eyes. Mm. And then even later when he's snoring while awake, yeah. he's like ho- holding his own mouth, but el- he's just in general vibrating. <laughs> through the eyes. He snores through the eyes. Yeah. Great animation of the ants causing the yeah. fire. That's, yeah. I love that. And then just the screams of the ants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they come out of the ant hill and they're like, ah, and then they find the oil and they jump in. Ah. It's <laughs> <laughs> such great, oh God, like almost minion-esque. Mm. voice acting I don't like that I refer to the minions for that <laughs> it's a fair enough cultural touch point at this point yes I'm trying to stay hip with the kids yo appealing to a broader audience <laughs> hey kids I'm relevant speaking of relevant cultural touchstones there's a good mash reference here another musical moment yeah not only that it's also when the helicopter's going up and it has keep your clothes on it's a reference to the mash final what are they saying uh, just uh, goodbye oh okay <laughs> it's beautiful and I cried well yeah because th- in the mash Goodbye, farewell to man is one of the best pieces of television ever made, ever. Yeah, you guys were telling me about it the other week. I've mm. got to check that out. Another really awesome, wacky moment that I freaking loved was when Marge falls asleep at the wheel of the car yeah. and, mm. like, falls asleep on the steering wheel. She's like, I'll get it! Yeah, it sounds <laughs> the horn and just, I'll get it, rolls out of the car. <laughs> and then Bart and Lisa are, like, <laughs> are, are steering the car and, like, Milhouse and Lisa are on the pedals. Oh, yeah. That whole scene's so good. Yeah, but uh, John Zane O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, the pedal operating. Yeah, that's both not how it's alternate. But yeah. and also, I didn't need the rest of the stuff about the harvest dance. I think you could have even cut it at part going pedals, people. Mm, I think that would have been enough. I did like it though, because yeah. you know what? As well, I felt like tie into our first episode of Millhouse trying to woo Lisa. Well, speaking of tie-ins to our first episode, uh, we have Homer chewing with his mouth open gets referenced again. Oh, there Can we go. Can we make three? I actually also noticed another thing. Oh, my God, another common thread. <gasps> the taxi that Marge gets uh, taken home yeah. into is called Just Take Me Home Cab Company. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so funny taxis playlist. So, yeah, other wacky moments... Yeah, Marge and Homer just totally left the kids on Ziff's boat. <laughs> I, do like oh, that. I love that. Because you can't parents? have a good storm off moment if you have to wait for the kids. So yeah. they just have to storm <laughs> off. I also like Homer's when he sees Marge and Artie kissing. He's like, but if Marge marries Artie, he'll never be born. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. <laughs> And when Homer and Lenny arrive at the oil rig, mm-hmm. they do a panning shot where like some people have got hook for hands, hook for feet. One person's just got a hook for a head. Ah, oh, yes, that's so good. And then at the end, they're like, that's how Faceless Joe lost his leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Faceless Joe. <laughs> I wonder if that's Faceless Joe with the hook. Good ah. thing. <laughs> it's not too wacky, but I feel like this has been memed where at the end, Homer's like, oh, I can't take his money. I can't print my own money. I have to work for my <laughs> <Yeah>. money. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that around on the shit posting sites. Mm-hmm. What about the kind of like fun, wacky moment where 
Grandpa just interjects with, what? <laughs> Homer bowled a 300 game? Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa, that year and a half ago. <laughs> so meta and so stupid that I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed that reference. Kind of wish I did Hello Gutter, Hello Father before As this in, one. Yeah. And that's a very good teens episode. Yeah, I think that's all I had for wacky. Anyone? Again, not really wacky, but it has popped into my head numerous times over the years because when Homer's like, how much sex would be involved? Kiss if it's some. Yeah. I've had in my head, kiss if it's some. Anytime I'm going to something I don't want to do, it's like, right, well, how much dancing would be involved? Because if it's... <laughs> and the other line of Homer's that I liked as well when in the negotiations, it's like, and no misdirected woo, which is any John Woo film. Burn John Woo. That's all I can think about whenever anyone says misdirected woo. And I don't even know if I, that applies. What has John Woo done? Um, what did John Woo do? It's all like a lot of Hong Kong movies, so I don't know them by name. His is all... Oh. You know, uh, like the lobby scene in The Matrix? Yeah. That is completely ripping off John Woo. Slow motion in leather trench coats with guns and doves, and that's John Woo. Ah, uh, okay, yep. I know the Key and Peele sketch. <laughs> God, I'm a terrible culture person. Hey, previously we had to reference all Marlon Brando films. I think we all know where the references for that come from. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel bumps? There was a little little bit that I really liked as a throwback when Artie once again gets his busy hands Ooh. involved. Uh, the same strap of Marge's re- dress gets ripped. A little continuity. Yeah, a little kind throwback. of reference. Yeah. Of, it's a nice reflection of she made the right choice. Yeah. You know, here's the same jerk making the same mistake, making mm. the same move. And uh, she's made the same correct choice to go back to Homer. You know what I liked is when they're on the boat with Artie they're describing their marriage and Homer's like, it's like being married to your best friend who lets you touch her boobs. (laughs) Yeah. It was very cute. Like Homer's, uh, I don't know, primitive understanding of how his own marriage works, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but still endearing. Yeah. Yeah, That was quite endearing. I'm like, long-term relationships. Uh, It happens. (laughs) And even before it was like, Hey Marge, what's going on here? Hey, it's that guy who couldn't get any. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So blunt. I love it. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, he's probably doing it right now. You know what as well? I just love like when Marge and Homer are like, no, we're not going to do it. And then they go to sleep. They Mm. like, you know, have marital relations. Uh, One squeaking spring symphony coming right (laughs) up. Yeah. 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 And then they like go to sleep and then Homer wakes up in the morning and Marge is like bloodshot eyes Mm, like she hasn't sleep. And Homer's so like sweet and like, you know, actually concerned. He's like, oh. He has that really sweet. Yeah, and that line is delivered really sweetly. He's like, oh, it's like I'm really sorry kind of tone to it. And then he's there snoring and she's like, oh, you really (laughs) need that surgery, don't you? And he's there like holding his vibrating eyes, like nodding. (laughs) But yeah, the detail on those veins as well Mm. gets me like. And honestly, I have some personal experience in this uh, area because I am a fucking horrible snorer. Mm. Like, you've been in the same room as me when I've yeah. been sleeping. You, what you fell just... asleep on the couch once and stopped breathing. It was a terrifying, like, 20 seconds. <laughs> where I'm like, do I, do I start CPR? <laughs> I just sitting up. Do I have to, like, knock you down? <laughs> I don't. Oh, God, thank God he's breathing again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, well, but... a loose description of breathing. That sounds like, are you a fan of the uh, YouTube channel, Will It Blend? <laughs> yeah, you're like someone playing that in the background while a jackhammer attacks some oh. tin cats. <laughs> tin cats? Yeah. <laughs> if you can't jackhammer normal cats, what are you, a monster? True, true. Yeah, so 
uh, like I've been in this situation with girlfriends and sort of like woken up the next morning and it's like ah oh, slept like a baby how are you doing baby oh baby <laughs> such a loud baby anyway this is going to be my quick plug for ResMed products if you are a snorer go out and get a sleep apnea machine oh my god it'll change your life like I didn't actually know sleeping could be that good and now like if I ever go to sleep without it, I honestly wake up and feel like I've been fucking mugged by tin cats. <laughs> they're getting their revenge. Sponsors. Sponsors. So yeah, ResMed, they're the fucking best. Go get a sleep consult today. Yep. Sponsor us ResMed or and Chucks Stan. or Stan, Stan or Drugs. <laughs> Any of those companies want to sponsor us. Oh yeah, I like that at the beginning as well when like sleep deprived Marge and Bart's yeah. like, cool, mom's on drugs. Yeah, because she yeah. serves them a pot plant with milk <laughs> and <laughs> gives Lisa uh, magazine pancakes. That was another great misdirect. Mm. Looked like a pancake since so she pulls it up it's like Time Magazine. <laughs> it's fantastic. But ultimately though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I'm going to say yes. I feel like it really did. I mean, I was really thinking about this and I was like, man, this is what the episode before was missing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. It's just that Simpsons kind of-ness. Well, I'll say, I still think the third act is probably the weakest part, much like the previous one, but there were more laughs, so I was having a good time. Yeah. And when you're having a good time, you don't mind as much if plot-wise things get let down. Yeah. I know like not much technically happens in the third act, but I, I really do like the whole oil rig thing mm. and bringing it back to heart. Oh my God, Lenny and Carl. I know, the <laughs> ultimate bromance. Uh, um, <laughs> nothing also, on that helicopter for me. <laughs> Don't be so sure. Also, uh. shout out to Mount Carmel. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't like, but I do like the follow-up of, oh, what did Carl say? You know, I never mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, because we find out he carved it for him. <laughs> one <great>. summer. I <laughs> carved it one summer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the characters were on point. I think the important thing with Homer in this episode is that he had reason to be jealous. Mm. And yeah, he, it wasn't born of nothing or born of something lame. Or greed either, because yeah. it could be very easy to do this indecent proposal storyline mm. and yeah. have Homer go for the money just because he could get money, not because he needed it. And yeah. also be like, oh, Marge, like, go again, like, go again and keep, like, you know whoring her out to Artie. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I know, I like that they say no, absolutely not, Mm. and then they have one more sleepless night, and it's like, okay, maybe we should do this. Yeah, they need the money for his other surgeries as well, which I loved, (laughs) like his mid-convulsion. Like, plus two other surgeries. (laughs) I was wondering what you thought of that, because you generally hate that immediate idiot joke. Uh, The actions were so-so, but also it was, like, really quick, and that was a good enough line. Mm. But, yeah, the immediate convulsions was, like, a bit... Yeah, but, I mean, it was over with quickly, and it was, like, to do with his heart as well, which we've seen before. True, true. He has problems with that. Mm -hmm. And how. But, yeah, if he was like, and I also need that brain surgery because my... That would have been been Keeping it vague in other surgeries, I think, yeah, Yeah. is is what kept it alive. Simpsons were available to not only punch up your episodes, but punch them down as well. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to make your jokes worse? Hit me up, yo. At me. (laughs) But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, sure. What playlist are we going to put it in? Artie Ziff. Yep. You could also do Carl, Lenny, and Carl. Oh, Carl and Lenny, that just sounds wrong, doesn't <laughs> it? It really does. Lenny and Carl bromance. Yep. It's like scratchy and itchy. Nope. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> 
definitely the bromance, the, the, the ever-evolving bromance of Lenny and Carl. I also just love as well how that whole like Lenny and Homer team up happens just because Carl's yeah. in the bathroom and comes yeah. down and he's like, what I miss? And I, they're both gone forever. I do like how many times you see Lenny's go, eh, shrugs. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, I'm just here. So apathetic. I'm yeah. just going along with it. Yeah, I'll have a quick and pointless death. Yeah, <laughs> that's a death for me. Put it in a Dondalinger playlist. Oh, Dondalinger, I love this I, fucking scene. Yes, and, uh, good. Have you been drinking only for the last 25 years? Yeah, which I want to bring up, again, proof of how old is Homer. Oh, okay, so he would have left high school at 18. 43. I already did the math. Oh, there we go. Quick maths. <laughs> quick maths. Quick maths I did earlier so I could see. Two smart. plus two is four minus one. That's three. <laughs> quick maths. Seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. the, the what? song. You know. No, what? What, what song? Do you, uh, the song Seven. by Big Shark. <laughs> by what? Big Shark. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's not hot. <laughs> Seven. What? How do you guys not know this song? What have you? Been... All right, guys. This is a big meme. Okay. Well, you got to send us around because we do like to pride ourselves on knowing all the dankest memes. Mm, mm. Meme, meme speed has just increased ridiculously. That's how you got to yeah. get to the kids is through their memes <laughs> or through their brains. Boom! Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. Quick maths. So we're almost at the end here. Maddie, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? I think I'd like to change Homer and Marge's reunion. Yeah. Because I feel like it was sort of patched up because of Artie. And I think like Homer and Marge's relationship is stronger than that. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I feel like Marge going down and talking to Homer and like reasoning with him would have. Yeah. Like if they had a more like heartfelt dialogue that could have repaired the relationship rather than going through Artie. Because I feel like that's where it kind of got let down. That ending didn't really feel as cutesy or as like, you know, heartfelt as it could have. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I do like the moment of Artie going, you won. Mm. But, yeah, also, this was, like, a, a problem born out of a misunderstanding, so... Mm. Yeah, it was saved by Artie, not by Marge. Yeah, yeah, if anything, Marge was the victim there, so... Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, very mm. much so. Yeah, totally. Fix that up. BT, how about you? Is there anything you'd like to change? Just more better the third bit. Mm. <laughs> Again, we're available to punch down your scripts. <laughs> <laughs> punch up, punch down, punch sideways. Yeah, I, I can't really summarize what I don't like about everything from the prom onwards. Mm. I think maybe there's just a. That's why I just said more better. Yeah. It's like, I don't know quite what's off, but it's a little bit, maybe it's a little fast. Maybe a bit it's frantic. A little, yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he's leaving town forever and, yeah, and there's a video camera scene, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But it like, is funny. Sorry. It is. Marge, if yeah. you're watching this, I worked out how to use the video recorder. Also, don't worry about the kids. I'll drop them with Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma, <laughs> screw that. Yeah. Just throw the camera. Like, I think... Maybe it's just sort of that disconnect. It's an indecent proposal thing, and then there's the prom, and then all of a sudden there's a fire on an oil rig. Yeah. And although I liked a lot of that material, it's just like, oh, we need to ramp up the drama in this episode. Yep. Let's do this. Has anyone seen Indecent Proposal? How did that end? I have in my notes that it is a movie. Yeah, with, I believe Demi Moore's in it, and that's about all I know. Oh, I de think. The, de the Demi Moore's. Emmy Demi Semi Moore. Recast it with Demi Lardner, <laughs> and uh, you've got a reboot. This is Bunch. She has too many bones. <laughs> My body's wrong. Uh, yeah, we already went through all the guest stars and music, so it's time for... BT, do you have any other notes? Uh, the bus is Succubus. Yeah, Succubus. 
bus. Yeah, I liked that as a bit. Yeah. When the, like helicopter, helicopter lands, Bart's like, ah, helicopter, let's approach you with caution. And like, I shouldn't like that, but I like that. <laughs> and Homer's like, mm, unguarded breakfast, the last taboo. Sweetest taboo. Sweetest. Well, last sweetest. Isn't it the same thing? Ultimately, no, it's not shut up me. All right. <laughs> and finally, that newspaper that hits Marge. Sleep important, says experts. Slow news day. Grip Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. How about you, Maddie? Any other notes that you'd like to mention? I love the very, very opening scene of comic book guy sleeping <laughs> in his room with his Chewbacca pajamas on and like yeah. his Mark Hamill signed picture and yeah, his Jar Jar Binks. Oh, He's Jar Jar, like, everyone hates you but me. Uh, yeah. I like that so much. Like, of course, he is such a contrarian that he'd be the one person in the world that would love Jar Jar. I just love, like, I think the detail in that animation, like, even to the point where his pajamas, like, don't fit him quite properly. Mm, like, oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's the only other character we fly by during that whole dream sequence. So they were like, this is too much fun. We have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other notes? Um, I like that Marge was like, whoa, 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 Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> what saying is that? Who doesn't love a bit of Neil Diamond? Oh my God, there are so many uh, musical moments in this episode. Sorry, everyone, I am giving Maddie a knowing look of, you knew that was, even if you didn't know. No, that was what? Neil Diamond. Whoa, whoa, I thought whoa, it was Tom Jones. I'm wrong. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I've redeemed myself partially. Yep. Take that. Never. Oh, and I liked how the sea captain was like, Artie, I mean, <laughs> Artie. Uh, that was a joke that I hated myself for how much Did I liked it, but also it's pretty good. I just, you know, sea captain, his little... His R jokes. He's in there. Mm -hmm. Last episode we did as well actually had um, Sea Captain. That's true. He ran the projector. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sea Captain playlist. Yes. More Sea Captain all the time. All right. It is time for my final note time that's final. Get ready for rapid notes. All right. We will. Um, fuck. Why did I write Scoots do it for free? Are you thinking, yeah, because when he went to Dr. Hibbert's office, uh, yeah. he's like, how much is it? And he's like, here's my counter offer. A great little play on the old passing the paper with an amount. There was also the part about, oh, I haven't had this little sleep since little Barty had the scoots. Oh, that's why I wrote scoots. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's a scooting joke where they didn't actually <laughs> animate it. I liked it too. It was really cute. And she called him little body. Yeah. <laughs> so adorable. So cute. And yeah, I liked the Hey There Computer Geek. That reminded me of Hey There Blimpy Boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the original song is. <laughs> right in. I'm nearly there. It's bugging me now. <laughs> Uh, I like when Artie lands his copter in the Simpsons' backyard and, yeah, he sees Marge and she goes, I'm married. And he's like, what? Is the marriage consummated? Holds three kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I love how Marge goes, I'll get used to it. Like, I got used to saying Courtney Cox Arquette, <laughs> which is so much funnier now. <laughs> 17 years removed from this episode coming out. <laughs> uh, poor David Arquette. <laughs> Well, he was at least the once the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. For like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, <laughs> in the last year of that company's existence. It was like they went under new management who were doing desperate, stupid storylines like bringing on David Arquette to be the world champion for a while. That's such a weird shark jump. Yeah. It's like it's a shark jump you feel will get less ratings. Mm. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> amazing time in terrible wrestling. 
And then when Homer's at the prom as well, oh my God, I'm at the prom. And once again, I don't have a date. (laughs) Poor Homie. Did you find out what Hey There Bloomy Boy is? Hey There Georgie Girl, swinging down the street so fancy free by the Seekers. By the Seekers? Yes. Oh, wow. Let's raise our goggles in victory. (laughs) An excellent way to start off the... Rue Goldberg of fire. Yeah. (laughs) Delivered by the ants. Mm -hmm. Homer picked up a Dying for Dummies book before he... left and uh, he does a little Willy Wonka tribute where he pulls Lenny down from the ladder and said, we said good day. <laughs> what? She's raising her hand. I don't know how to deal with this. You We're can't not used to use the word sex on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Watch line. Me. <laughs> it's true. Have you ever seen it? I uh, oh, It was so like early noughties the way yeah. that she also went, don't write him a letter, email female. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and just like as well, like how it goes into the weird server in the... <laughs> Jank room with the flies and the farmer. Yeah. The little Cisco beat up modem yeah. server thing, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. Maddie, you start. You know what? I'm going to go for gold. Gold. Yeah. I think there was some, some pure gold in this episode. There were some really great moments and I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if it was just because, like, after watching that episode <laughs> earlier, that <thing>. like, <laughs> which wasn't terrible, like, but it wasn't great. It was just, you know, very unentertaining. This was just so entertaining. And yeah. there was just some really, like, sweet moments. So I'm gonna, I, I think it had gold in there. Good old gold. Okay, mm. BT, what do you say? Uh, I am surprised I'm giving this silver. I thought this was honestly going to be a Patissafail bronze. Mm. But no, I actually had a lot of fun on this one. I am just as surprised as I am. Yeah. There's a lot of fun to be had. I got some good jokes. I got some laughs. Like I said, the third part lags a little bit, but then you don't care. Uh, so, yeah, silver it up. Yeah, I'm also going silver. I feel like this is really starting to highlight sort of what episodes for me that I give silver is that this episode had a lot of good spots that I thought that is so excellent. But then just a few grating moments that Mm. just really do bring it down, unfortunately. Like I am almost there with gold, but I feel like it is a pretty damn solid episode. So yeah, silver from me. And that will make this episode a shiny silver all around this will be joining other such shiny silvers as monty can't buy me love where mr burns Mm -hmm. steals the loch ness monster children of a lesser clod where homer opens the daycare center after his knee gets all goopy uh weekend at burnsies the big pot episode that Mm -hmm. i am very fond of and springfield up where they do like the seven up documentary style but simpsons eyes before we leave this thing is that reputation justified I've already done the theme song. You know, you get one per episode. <laughs> Just cut Is me that back reputation in. justified? Was that it? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you owe me royalties now. <laughs> <laughs> so, half decent proposal. Robert Canning of IGN. Uh, old mate, what's up? I think I need to, when we recognize the reviewers, like give them like uh, boxing nicknames, like Robert the Soft Touch Canning. <laughs> 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 as we know, IGN go a little lazy. As they did in this one, where he gave it a 9 out of 10. All right, see, like, I know I went for gold, but like, 9 out of 10 is very different. The writing was smart and tight, and instead of a B storyline, the half hour was filled out with a number of great throwaway gags. I feel like he contradicts himself. Like, in lieu of a B story, throwaway stuff. And also, in a, in a separate review, IGN shows Half Decent Proposal as the best episode from the 13th season. Okay. Yeah, reviewer R.L. Schaefer called it one of the season's gems, with good reason. Y- yeah, I don't know about best of 13, albeit I- it is 
ranking equal first with Hunker Hunker Burns in Love and Weekend at Burnsies. I mean, I remember the one where Homer gets his jaw wide shut as being pretty good. There's also the return of the Vegas Wives, I believe, is on this one. Yeah, that's not great. I, I remember it being okay. So, you know. So, anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll keep you posted on this situation. Was this really the best that season 13 really? have to offer? All right, Maddie. So, in the early days of the podcast, we used to let the guests choose which episode they'd like to watch. What glory days they were. And unfortunately, it meant we burnt through all the, a lot of the best ones early on. Hubris! And <laughs> so, yeah, naturally I went mad with power and I started selecting all the episodes. But, you know, I'm deciding to give a little bit of the power back to you. Uh, power to the people! That's right. It's actually more just you. <laughs> power to the person. I am the people. Just like the John Lennon song, power to that person. No point at me. I've got that nothing. guy over there. Again, still not me. I'm a representative of the people. So it is still somewhat limited. You have your choice of three episodes. You have the PTA disbands. That's the one where the PTA has disbanded. That's a good one. Scenes from a class struggle in Springfield. That's Marge and the Chanel dress. Mm-hmm. Or Lisa the Iconoclast, where she exposes the truth of Jebediah Springfield. So, Krabappel and Skinner over arguing over the school and the strike and all that. The Chanel dress. And that's where Marge is the substitute teacher, isn't she? Ah, yes, yeah. yes. And that's where um, Jasper and Abe teach the class as well. And oh, he gets yeah. his beard caught the- Yeah, let's watch that one. Yeah, PTA has disbanded. Yeah. We will be back. The PTA is disbanded. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back, and we just reviewed our final episode for the evening. This was from the very classic years. This was Season 6, Episode 12, The PTA Disbands. First released in April of 95, it was the 124th episode of The Simpsons, directed by Swinton O. Scott III. <laughs> a, a real name. No, it's not. Is that? Swinton O. Scott. His first name is Swinton. Get out of town. I shall name my firstborn Swinton. (laughs) What's like the Aussie nickname version? Swinny. Swinny. Swinner. Tony? He's a pack of Swinny blues. (laughs) (laughs) And it was written by one of my favourite Simpsons writers, Jennifer Grittenden. In this episode, yeah, this is the one where the PTA is disbanded. (laughs) Guys, what did you think? Oh my gosh, there's so many of my favourite quotes in this episode and I did not even realise. This was a meme factory before the word meme was a thing. Ah, Just so many pre-notes I made in this one. I had to like pre-note two scenes ahead because I wanted to look something up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I started laughing so hard when I was like, yes, I know it's coming up. I love this scene. And it's equally as satisfying as you remember. Uh, Even more satisfying. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, this is the warm bowl of porridge on a cold day after a rough day at school and you're all wet and dried out and you're in your flannel pyjamas. And it's like, hello, comfort, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to nuzzle with you again. Mm. All right. So getting into the questionnaire, BT, what is a moment from this episode that sticks out to you for better or better? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. It's so many great options. But if I have to go with something, it's because it's staring me right at my face. Yeah. I was often quoted in my household of, Hello, this is Pummel Horse. I'd like to get down now. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I had to put two up arrows next to that because 
It's just that great. Just delivery and in that pacing of like the second that the teachers have got the the, the, the license <laughs> to go on strike. Just totally to, abandon the kids. Yeah, I think just how well packed and well paced this episode is because just so much happens. You have yeah. the PTA disbanding, all the anarchy that causes, the kids behaving without the regular authority of school there, then Marge comes to teach and then they get it just so much yeah. in so little time. It's amazing. Yet nothing feels rushed. No. Yeah. All the mischief that Bart gets up to as well. Yeah. I feel like oh. I didn't even like realize how much he gets up to. It's mm. so funny. It is such a Bart episode in that way. And this is an episode that does keep on giving because I know I didn't know for a very long time the reaction in the bank scene where he's like, I don't have your money. It's in Fred's yeah. house and Bill's house is from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, because um, oh, that is such like a Jimmy Walker impression, isn't Jimmy it? Jimmy Stewart. And that's Fuck. Like, it's, uh, it's replacing the names, but he pretty much says that in, yeah. in, in the movie. And also they reference Tech War, written by... Uh, fuck. Goddamn brain. Come on. Oh, come on. You're almost there. I and know. it's so much better than you could imagine. Like, because, yeah, I've heard, you know, the children should learn about tech war sooner or later. Yeah. And like, growing up, I just thought it was... I just assumed it was like high tech war, but no, yeah. it's William Shatner's sci-fi series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I remember, like, because we actually watched this episode only a few weeks ago. Yeah, so Simpsons Index fans, after watching The Simpsons critically, we like to unwind by just watching some Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, this was one of them and you were like wonder what tech war is oh my god shatner wrote it <laughs> so funny i didn't know that yeah. learning something new every day like 20 years after this episode came simpsons out simpsons constantly teaching mm-hmm. all right maddie so what is a moment from this episode that stood out to you for better or betterer Oh my god, Jasper teaching is so funny. <laughs> the um, perfect substitute for Lisa. Literally, <laughs> um, just a scene where he gets his like beard caught in the pencil sharpener. <laughs> like I knew it was coming, and still, it just it ah, uh, it yeah. tickles me in all the right places. Just, just grab just us. Mm, what if I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, but what if? <laughs> and yeah, by that last crank, it's just gotten so close. You know. There is only a face there left. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And just how he legs it out at the end. Oh, it's <laughs> no, great. And just the line before that as well. It's like, my teacher confiscated everything made of tin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the kids, what, three kids went home sick because of the smell <laughs> of his ointment? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, of course, like his introduction scene is the classic mm. paddling scene, <laughs> which is so, so good every time. That's a paddling. Paddle in the school canoe. Oh, <laughs> better believe that's, that's a paddling. But I like as well staring at my sandals. Like that's what all the kids are doing. <laughs> they are already so bored with this thing. <laughs> Unless there's something just freaky weird about his sandals. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I, as soon as he said that, I was like, why is he wearing sandals? Yeah. That is such a weird footwear choice. I think when you reach a certain age, you just go with whatever <laughs> footwear you want. Like socks with sandals, because fuck yeah. the world. I don't I just feel like old men should be in like little slippers, like little grandpa slippers. Yeah, or it makes something. sense to me. I would be in yeah. like slipper loafers for sure. I appreciate <laughs> this grandpa running around in sandals. Yeah. But yeah, I get that. You know, you get to the age where I think it's just as you get along, you just give less of a fuck. Mm. And, you know, props to my dad. This was like about four years ago and went up to visit him. Oh, you're wearing Crocs. And he goes, Yeah, they're great. Do you like them? 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there. You, you do you, Dad. I was about to say, you, you, you do you, old dad. Well done. But in fairness, like he lives up on the river, so like he gets wet a lot. So they are just like a functionally good shoe for him to have. Don't justify the choice. <laughs> but it's still Crocs. <laughs> uh, just on Jasper in the episode as well I think this was the perfect substitute teacher to bring in because Lisa throughout this episode sort of went very stir crazy Oh yeah. and then for when school finally comes back to have a teacher that does not challenge her <laughs> I think is perfect mm. I love as well like her first thing is to go to the her emergency strike kit yeah. where she's got Miss Hoover's voice recorded and it's yep. just is that gum? <laughs> is that gum? Yep. Is that gum? And uh, a pack of cafeteria grade fish sticks. Yeah. This was actually pre Lisa the vegetarian as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she would have still been eating the cafeteria no, fish sticks. No, because didn't they swap lunch? Oh, uh, this was oh, in her preparedness kit. Oh, it's just the lunch kit. notes. But, yeah, I did love that scene in the cafeteria where uh, I think I got your lunch. <laughs> and I'm yeah, very this proud of um, you. Uh, speaking <laughs> of cafeteria, <laughs> one of my favorite lunch lady Doris lines, <laughs> there's very little meat in these gym mats. <laughs> that is so yes. fantastic. So oh, true. hush, hush. Newspaper provided. Children with much needed inks and roughage. Yeah. <laughs> Essential inks. I Essential. love that. I don't care what you say, I can still taste the newspapers. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. And yeah, I'll uh, say that's the moment from the episode that stood out to me is the the central conflict between Skinner and Krabappel. I fucking loved this. Because mm. um, neither one really seemed unreasonable. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it's just such like a reality of life, like teachers and you know, the school board or constantly fighting about these money yeah, issues yeah. which public yeah. schools have it's yeah. very real a very real problem even right now you keep striking out there american <laughs> teachers damn yeah. straight and australian teachers and australian teachers but they're not making news that i pay attention <laughs> yeah australian teachers get out there and strike we need more local news <laughs> yeah you have the support of the simpsons index <laughs> the one true simpsons podcast we're just leaning next to our van with the on strike <laughs> yeah. simpsons index we'll honk for them if we <laughs> yeah. ride, oh, yeah. drive by and also because i love cookies <laughs> love that line at the beginning of the episode where they go to like the fancy principal gives the lady at the um at Disney <laughs> at Disney historical site yeah yeah it gives gives her a tip and he's like make sure they get a little bit of extra education yes yeah. sir principal valiant <laughs> <laughs> the prince he awards those things are rigged yeah that that was a great contrast as well and again just the, how well this episode set up itself Krabappel had problems with Skinner's management from the very from the get go you know she was complaining all about the bus and all that yeah it's a great example of establishing a story with jokes yes mm. watching the bus have to you know pull out the kids jackets mm. a half mile before the stop so they could slow down yeah. the braking procedure you know they've practiced <laughs> this so oh, yeah. and just the old school bus yeah. like yeah. the fact that a leaf falls on it and it explodes <laughs> it's an alternative for the straw that broke the camel's back the, <laughs> the leaf that exploded the school bus <laughs> but yeah. yeah the kids are playing in the hole again and <laughs> yeah otto with the credit card oh, yeah. <laughs> and a mint for after i love later he's like guzzling the gas and he goes damn i shouldn't have eaten the mint first (laughs) like yeah classic rookie mistake (laughs) it was actually a joke i did not get as a kid and no me either i asked my brother to explain it to me and he goes that's siphoning and you know what i've got to clean out my fish tank tomorrow why don't you help me and i'll teach you all about siphoning and it's like oh this is a great learning experience yeah did he then get you to whitewash this fence (laughs) 
but he used to have like this really tall uh, fish tank. It was like only about that wide, but it was like super tall. So yeah, you had to siphon it out to clean it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he's teaching you how to siphon and he goes, now watch out, you want to stop right before the water hits you. <laughs> so yeah, I inhaled a big uh, gulp of fish poop. F- very pooey fish water. Yeah. Learning curve. I was learning, that's right. Yeah, before I move on, just wanted to make the point, yeah. So what I really liked about the central conflict with Krabappel and Skinner in this episode is that it was really touching on these social issues, much in the same way last act to to Springfield when they were doing, like, all the union workers' strike on that, like, Mm. really touching on these social issues in an important yet hilarious way. Yep. And, yeah, showing the disconnect between management and workers and And how to resolve it. And getting a plot through jokes is just such a brilliant fluid way to get the story rolling yeah Yeah. i think that debate scene in front of the pta uh, is so 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 good it's fantastic (laughs) even like to the point where when edna comes on stage and skinner's (laughs) the only one that boos her just quietly (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah when it essentially comes down to like edna going Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does the finger thing. Yeah. Oh, like, when he does the finger thing. Oh. The finger thing means the taxes. <laughs> it's that one voice that you hear throughout all the arguments. It's like, oh, well, she's got a point. Oh, no, the taxes. They have to raise the taxes. It's so good. Uh, this scene as well, when the guy jumps out the window, the PTA has to spend it. Cartoon wackiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. The so. This was actually a big elaborate joke on Jennifer Critton, the writer of this episode, because when she was initially pitching it, she said, I think the most shocking thing and the most exciting thing we could do in this story is have the PTA disband. And the writers were like, that sounds so fucking boring. (laughs) And so even though the PTA never disbands in this episode, that was the title. And also they had that guy freaking out as like a little jab (laughs) to her. It's like, oh, it's so shocking. A PTA (laughs) jump out the window. A great joke from ripping on one of their own. That's beautiful. Uh, And just the way that guy flies back into the... Like, you know that's a second story building. My mistake. (laughs) So play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Oh, gosh. 12? 12, yeah. 10, 15? 10, 15, 12? Many. How about you? Uh, The finger thing means like 40. (laughs) I don't know, a lot. Yeah, uh, season six, I still remember being in grade four, and I had my little Simpsons, I had a lot of Simpsons VHSs, but I remember this particular one, which was mostly season six episodes, had like Lisa's Wedding, and Mm. this, Homer versus Patty and Selma, I've just got so much nostalgia for season six, like, yeah, absolutely, so how about the wackiness of this episode, yeah, guy jumping out the window to sort of Superman his way back in. I like as well... When Marge like comes into the room to be the substitute teacher, yep. and Milhouse is like, "Oh, Bart, don't forget about the booby trap," and he <laughs> runs and swipes the tack off her chair, yep. and then he's like, "No, I meant the other one," and like runs and jumps and pushes her out of the way as a huge log comes swinging in, <laughs> and then Marge goes, "Oh, my kids have been doing that since my day." <laughs> what? Yeah. I've always wondered if she was like was sincere in that moment. Oh yeah, I yeah. totally. Sincere. I don't take anything but total sincerity from yeah. Marge for most lines. Yeah. It's the old Mississippi battering ram. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did that to my old teacher. Uh, <laughs> Her face was so red. Also, some really great wackiness. I love when they went to the you know Civil War reenactment mm. place and they were like, well, the Ninth Bearded Infantry were sunning and fluffing their beards. Yeah. 
and then they're like, oh, uh, but the Springfield Brigade was too brave to accept their <laughs> surrender. <laughs> and heroically slaughtered their foes while they begged for mercy. They're like, oh, I bet our muskets will work against their, <laughs> their white puny, flags. Yeah, puny white flags, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. And like, especially because of how desperately begging for mercy that the other <laughs> side are, we need leeches and hacksaws to cut off our gangrenous limbs. And I like how that spirit continues today when they're like, hey, they're trying to learn for free. Get them! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Use our phony guns as clubs! <laughs> and the way that they were doing the reenactments as well, you know, stabbing in the part of the arm between yeah. the chest and, and yeah, the one guy who had the fake axe in his head. Oh, it's just so good. Oh my gosh, and of course, the lead-in to that whole scene is, you know, the tour guide lady's talking about her cannon, and she's like, you know, they're very sensitive to loud noises, and it's pointing yeah. towards, like, you know... The guard tower. Yeah. The support leg. Yeah, and yeah. is she fully... That, that soft, convincing voice. It's a good thing we're not firing it today, because it's pointing the support beam of that guard tower. It's so good, and they fully set it up, and then it gets bumped by the bus, and nothing happens, and then... But, of course, for safety reasons, we don't keep the cannon loaded. It's, it's just, just common, common sense. sense. It's a phenomenally great... Misdirect with a with anticlimax. Oh god, it's so good. So good. Yeah, and it's something that we noticed back in the uh, last week's episode for Homer Loves Flanders is that this is actually like a genius way to do an extremely funny bit for actually a pretty low cost of animation. Like yeah. nothing actually happens in this bit, <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. A cannon falls over. <laughs> Still, they don't even need to animate that. Just tilt the, the animation <laughs> cell and yeah, rip off the bit with the wheel. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. It's just like, you know, the simplest joke. And I feel like it's one of those jokes as well. Like, let me retell that joke for you. Yeah. And it, it probably doesn't come across as, you know, hilarious. But when you watch it, oh, it's, yeah. it the setup, the lead up, the pacing, it's so well timed. Yeah, that's right. And it's the shame and of the HD it. area. They've got the money to throw around to do, and the animation skills now to do yeah. extended animation bits, but the widening's weak, so it you sucks. You know what they say, mm. more money, more shitty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the saying. And yeah, another bit of wackiness with simple animation is Lisa's perpetual motion machine. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps going faster and faster. <laughs> In this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> Again, Simpsons teaching me stuff. I know that now. I know, I know what thermodynamics is. And there's a rapid fire shot. Lisa like, grade me, grade me. I'm a teacher's pet, never so smart. Grade me. Yeah. <laughs> and then go. And Bart needs boundaries. There's something so unwholesome about flying a kite at night. Hello, mother. <laughs> that was so creepy. Uh, that just really plays into what I loved about the character study into this episode. What happens to all these kids when they're deprived Without of structure, this? structure, yeah. Yeah. What about Jimbo? Yeah. Just hanging out with his mom on the couch <laughs> watching soap operas. Yep. So cute. It's such a good contrast to everything yeah. else happening as well. I love that bit. Well, we discovered in Homer versus Patty and Selma that, you know, he also liked the Joy Luck Club as well. And, <laughs> you know, Nelson as well was into fame. So, yeah, the bullies do have a softer side. In oh, yeah. <laughs> to the library! <laughs> in the content they consume. Any other wacky moments you want to mention? Oh, Moe's big ears. <laughs> oh, that was so sad. It's my big ears, isn't it? He's got such tiny ears. I know. Followed that... by my Leopold. Mm. Oh. Some suit you're not going to screw with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't he a gem every time he comes on? Yeah, another great misdirect, though. Mm -hmm. What about 
the purple monkey dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Again, yeah. another great, great quote. Oh, yeah, this was a saying in my in my household for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Just randomness. Yeah. Uh, it's also great. Budding musicians out there, if you want to learn 7-8, purple monkey dishwasher, purple monkey dishwasher. Ah, yeah. It's an even breakdown of seven syllables. It's very yep. good. Seven syllables. That's five. There you go. There's one for five. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, we're being wanky musicians again. Yeah. You don't understand what's going on. Like I did with the theme song to this uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's seven, eight. It's in seven, eight, yes. Oui. And any budding music. Guys, I can barely clap in time. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be out of All right. Enough of our crap. All right. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? I felt the make strike go longer. <laughs> no, I think it's not a Babumps episode, but it is one of conflict. And again, it doesn't feel like either Skinner or Krabappel are wrong. Yeah. You know, he, Skinner doesn't have the budget. He, We know he's a dedicated educator. Who with a dedicated educator, um, who would provide for these kids if he could? But he's been, you know, constricted and constricted, and is just doing what he can. And Krabappel is also making fair demands of uh, cost of living increase. And you know, this pointer is so worn down; it's down to a nub. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still points. points. <laughs> You're saying before the episode didn't feel rushed. I will say the ending did because they just sort of rushed that resolution because they kind of had to. They ran out of time. But I love that ending as well. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah. that's a really good ending, like, and a really good way to reset it as well. Just oh, being definitely. like, and problem solved. I think it works, the fact they both come to the conclusion yeah. at the same time. Like, <laughs> hey! Yeah. Prisoners! And as well, children just ignore the murderer. <laughs> yeah, total wackiness, but... Right, there is some great uh, little wackiness there of uh, surprise party for me at Principal Skinner's office. Well, all right, me, go to my office. It's highly irregular, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, not the typical heart, but you got the the sense of the problem, and mm. and that Bart was trying so desperately to keep it running, even though he didn't realize how much he needed this. Mm. Well, it's just because Marge comes into his classroom and he he doesn't want to destroy her emotionally and psychologically, yeah. like most teachers. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, I think that scene in the dining table probably has the most heart for me. Like mm. oh, yeah. when they're talking about their days and Lisa's <laughs> so upset because Jasper in the pencil sharpener, and then Marge is like. Exhausting. It took the children 40 minutes to locate Canada on the map. <laughs> Marge, anyone can miss Canada. All tucked away down there. <laughs> and then just at the end, like, Bart gets so angry. He's like, I guess I'll just have to go into the crawl space again. <laughs> and she's just beating it with a broom. And I, <laughs> I feel like that's just such, like, a nice insight into home life. Yeah. yeah. With no, an eight-year-old boy who's And naughty. I think it's all in the delivery of Bart's, well, I guess I'll just have to get into the crawl space again. That's <laughs> all. Yeah, it's, I, I it's peaked all, on that one. I'm sorry. That's okay. I can fix that in post. But it's probably not something he likes to do. But he knows it annoys her. So <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, the way he states it, it's like oh, I'm gonna do that thing you don't <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? I think he's in the crawl space eating a lot of drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Dear rat boy. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It yeah. felt like the PTA disbanded. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone's on point. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it sets the standard of like what an episode of Simpsons yeah, is. Yeah, and I love Definitely. the reflection of what these characters are doing mm-hmm. in this unusual situation, just without the structure of school. Yeah. yeah. Lisa loses her perspicacity. <laughs> I know. It's always in the last place you look. I like that mostly because my dad used to always say that when I was looking for something. He's like, well, it's always in the last place you look. It's such a... Parent because thing you stop to say, looking you're up, like, you find it's 
So one day I found something I kept looking just to prove him wrong. And how long did you continue to look for? Five whole minutes. Hey, you sure stuck it to him. Yep, I'm sure he feels that in his dreams. <laughs> Take that, Dad. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, feeling like an episode. Yeah, I liked how Homer like was just casually distant in this episode as well. Yeah, mm. I, I like that it wasn't like, quick, how can I make this about me? Yeah, yeah. I think he's got the one line of, how dare they dump our kids off on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I feel like in a worse episode, yeah, they would have set up Homer to be the teacher and, mm. you know, wacky shenanigans. But in this instance, like I said before, Jasper was the perfect foible for Lisa, so much in the same way Marge is for Bart. Mm. And how can we forget Frank? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so good. And just his impatience with the yeah. kindergarten we're, children. We're, as soon as they ask a question, <sighs> yes, what is it? <laughs> You won't enjoy it on as many levels as I do. The colors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I love that. Again, being a music theorist, you run into that a lot. It's like, oh my God, it's so amazing, you know, the major minor interchange. And then it's like, dude, it's a song. Just dance already. Never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the other thing in terms of like character integrity. So we, we're bending Millhouse a little bit in this episode. He's almost mm. taking up the Lisa role. But I love that as well. Like, I think it's such Milhouse's luck that the mm. minute, like, there's a strike and he has all this free time, he comes home to his parents and like, we've already hired you a tutor. Yep. <laughs> this was when Kirk was still a big wheel down at the Cracker Factory. Yeah, so. they had money to splash around, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And mm. he gets into it. He gets really into the Teapot Dome scandal. Yeah, yes. and even at the end as well, I like how that thread had continued where he, like, Made the reference to the polarizing ions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I love that Millhouse's book smarts actually don't really even play into the resolution at the end. Uh. <laughs> they just sort of lead them to the office and lock them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, but I like how it has the assumed scene of like, well, we just need to put them together. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I took. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the surprise party and just go to your office. <laughs> <laughs> it's highly irregular. <laughs> all right. So yes or no, yep. would you... Watch this again. Nah. <laughs> it's true. I've heard she hates fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would probably watch it again. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're going to watch it again. What playlist does this go in? Springfield Elementary. Mm -hmm. uh, Noiseland Arcade. Oh, definitely. What about like just any of the, like Jimbo, Kearney? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Rolf. Any, any insights to the Dolph, bullies? Yeah. Bad. That's actually an interesting one because they do a bit of a vocal fuck-up on this one. When the bullies are beating up Bart for the money, Dolph's got Jimbo's voice and Kearney's got Dolph's voice. Um, I just also love how they're like, why isn't my mom seeing this? Like, We've created a diversion. <laughs> it's just Kearney dancing like it's not even a good yeah. dance. It's like, that's a very nice jig, Kearney. That's right. <laughs> isn't dancing so much better than bullying? But yeah, I love how Bart's world's been put upside down that he needs to like hide and like avoid being out in the yard <laughs> for oh. fear of retribution because his mother's now the teacher yeah even that line where he's like mom kids are taking my lunch money and i need that money for candy Aww. it's so cute mm, i want to get him some candy right now i know <laughs> did you guys have any friends whose teacher was the mom or dad yes yeah? a couple of kids at my school actually yeah. I went to a private school and so like Oh, you were uh, Principal Valiant was your <laughs> headmaster. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, but like the headmaster's kids of course like came to the school. So Oh, wow. Yeah. 
And we all know my dad was a teacher at your school, so that yep. was weird. Was <laughs> your mom a teacher at his school? No. <laughs> No, that's a sitcom plot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, BT's dad and Mr. Calloway, yeah, was mm-hmm. a woodwork teacher at my school. I think I only ha- ever had him as a substitute a couple of times, though. No, I've met many people over the years because my dad was very much into strict uniform discipline. He was just, hey, I've had your dad as a teacher. He's really strict on shoes. <laughs> yeah, he does that at home, too, don't worry. <laughs> Where are your shoes, son? Yeah, no, yeah if we had our shoes off, we'd be like... Wear your shoes. <laughs> shoes are the foundation to a good soul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny one day because, yeah, like me and Mr. Uh, Mr. Calloway, I still call him that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we worked out the connection at some point and then... Yeah, I got a free pass on all of his, like, because he used to walk around the quad and, like, bust people for uniform during recess and lunch and stuff. And one day he was giving some kid shit for, like, wrong socks. It was, like, really innocuous. And then I walked by, wrong jumper, wrong pants, wrong shoes, probably wrong socks as well, and a beanie. <laughs> like, I just looked like a homeless person that wandered into this. Eating out of a can of beans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Mr. Calloway. Oh, hello, Elliot. How are you? And, yeah, the uh, Tim, the other kid. It was just like <gasps> pointing and like, what the? F-? <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Corruption. Teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Simpson, parentheses, but mummy. <laughs> yeah, that was so cute. Waves hello to him. And Hi, again, from, hello. From, I love that because, I love that because from her perspective, it's adorable. And of course she would do that. But from Bart, this is death by embarrassment. Again, yeah, this is playing into why this is the perfect foible for Bart because mm. she's so honest and direct and like totally uh, Oblivious. Yeah. Mom, you're embarrassing me. No, it's not embarrassing to say I love my little Barty. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and we've already seen in this episode that Bart is calculated and manipulative mm. as well. You know. <laughs> what do you mean the bank is out of money? <laughs> you don't think underneath that all he's just a sweet, sensitive little boy? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, oh, there's so many good lines in that yeah. scene. Uh, yeah, Skinner said you wouldn't have the wontons to do it. And mm. uh, Just when Bart is going to leave that first day when they uh, have the strike on, and so she's got a crowbar. But leave that crowbar behind. You know I don't like you prying and jimmying. <laughs> what about Lisa? If you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I drew a little American flag next to ass, <laughs> so I'd remember that. <laughs> you should be half an ass. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, BT, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Oh, hells no. Nah. nah. Maddie? I don't think I'd change a single thing. Uh, if anything, I, I just want more of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like grandma's old recipe for chicken and dumpling soup. You know, you don't change anything. Mm. It's just, it's perfect the way it is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything to change. Like I said, there was a bit of rapid pacing at the end to wrap up the episode, but you needed it. The episode was out of time and everything that needed to happen did. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. There were no guest stars in this episode. Any musical moments that stood out to you guys? Uh, they can now play the forbidden music. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I like how Pop Goes the Weasel was forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> but, like, as we've known, like, Mr. Largo is just like a Suzer obsessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, teacher that yeah only likes march music all right guys we're in the final moments bt do you have any other notes oh and uh, you all we both know these children have no future <laughs> 
I love his recovery. Children, prove me wrong. That's like, yeah, that'll motivate them. I love that he just exits after that, like chuckling to himself, like just plays it cool. You do not hang around (laughs) after one. No. I like when he's like, children, this is an emergency broadcast. All is well. My authority as principal is total. Yeah. (laughs) Let's have an emergency broadcast about how well everything is going. (laughs) Uh, Marge is dusting the dog and cat. Oh, yeah. That is true. (laughs) And... Oh, just Bart's noises throughout. Bart? What? <laughs> Za? <laughs> I like how it keeps dumbing it down. <laughs> it might be feasible in a fortnight. Huh? I can play you in two weeks. <laughs> ba? <laughs> and it calls it back with, they're like two positive charge ions. Za? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good old Barty. Uh, how about you, Maddie? Any other final notes before we get to the ranking of this thing? Well, Seymour, we're coming back from a field trip with the fewest children yet. God bless the man who invented <laughs> permission slips. Oh, and they lose order in that moment. And isn't there an episode a few episodes later where he's talking to Uta's parents yep. and has to explain <laughs> We just want Uta. <laughs> we just need closure. <laughs> so good. Poor Uta. Did you have any other notes? Their plan is to replace teachers with super intelligent cyborgs. <laughs> and if cyborgs haven't been invented yet, then use Members of the neighborhood. You know, that was actually really good future-proofing of the PTA. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we've got to accept this will be a thing. <laughs> All right, it is time for final note time. That's final. I love the visual of the exhaust. Uh, <gasps> and I love that Ralph isn't the only one not coughing. Yeah. I think it, that's extremely telling. Just to imply that he's adjusted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just accepted his fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? He used to be really clever in the olden yeah. days of the show. Like, oh, she's got that chewing gum walk. Very wriggly. Yep. And then um, uh, she sure could tame that horse. Yes, but what man could tame her? I'm amazed we have that in our back pocket now. But <laughs> Duh, <it's> Classic <laughs> yeah. Ralph. So, yeah, like back in the day, Ralph was like witty and quippy. And this is what happened to him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bart's bones are so brittle despite drinking so much milk. How do we not bring up milk with How? vitamin K until no, sorry, v- vitamin, vitamin R. R? Vitamin R, yeah, it went beyond K. <laughs> milk, but yeah, another memeable thing. I feel like yeah, they've done like variations of milk um, in other things. Yeah, mm. my God, why is this episode so funny? We do not deserve it. <laughs> Bart has a fucking amazing line when he's talking to Skinner. Yeah, yeah, the teacher said you'd fa- faster than Superman on laundry day. <laughs> that is just genius. It's one of those what ah. Uh, Nice. <laughs> Those kind of jokes. I feel like it also shows how manipulative Bart was. Like, he scripted out this fucking thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he knew the plan. What about, yeah, he's like, gonna said you wouldn't have the wontons for it. Yeah. He said that? Well, I had to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, of course. Skinner, that notorious foul mouth. Uh, had to clean it up a little. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Noiseland Arcade, how the mm-hmm. bouncer is just shaking the kids. Yeah. <laughs> You weeding out loiterers, but playing three games of chess at once. Yep. Mm. <laughs> that kid's Checkmate. playing three Checkmate. games of chess at once. <laughs> and immediately loses. <laughs> so good. Yeah. What's the best response to that? Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa was trying to dissect her own raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love how oh. actually Lisa gets a lot of the wacky moments in this episode. Surprisingly, mm. without the structure, she just dissolves into whack. Yeah. Oh, amazing. 
oh, the they managed to reprise the Mo prank call gag without a phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How great. Maya Buttricks. Yep. And you know what's interesting? We watched an episode recently where Mo dates a little person whose name is Maya. Yeah. So, what was her last name? I want to watch that episode again just so I can troll through uh-huh. it and see if there's like her photo ID or something. Because if they put in like her last name was Butt Reeks and they made it really subtle, I think. That would be really funny if he dates someone with a joke name. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> Anita Bath. Yeah. And my final note is when they do set up the Springfield Elementary as a slash prison, Willie is manning the guard tower at the front. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know. I never noticed that. Yeah, uh, it's. So many nice little yeah. touches that mm-hmm. they said. And I just want to mention again, purple monkey fucking dishwasher. <laughs> purple monkey dishwasher. But yeah, like this ruined any game of like telephone or uh, I don't think you're allowed oh, yeah. to call it Chinese whispers anymore. But <laughs> that, um, yeah, because from then on, every game of that involved purple monkey dishwasher. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, we're at the end of the show. That means it is time to rank this thing. Nice. BT, kick it off. I'm going to rank this one a purple monkey dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And on our scale, that translates into... Uh, This is a solid cubic. I mean, it's so quotable. It's so iconic. It's so much fun, even after all these years. Mm-hmm. Well paced, well packed with jokes. It's it's great. I don't know what else you could really want from this episode. There are probably better episodes, but this one's just such a goddamn classic. I still love it. Yeah, absolutely. Maddie. Oh, I think definitely a cubic. It's just so good. It's so enjoyable. It's oh, it's purple monkey dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I too have to agree with the purple monkey dishwasher remarks. Mm. That yeah, uh, it's one that I go we go back to, and I actually can't believe how perfect it is. Mm. Like, sometimes I worry when we're reviewing the newer episodes, fuck, am I being too harsh? Like, is this actually a good episode? But I'm like, oh, no, the new ones. But the evidence is there. Well, sometimes yeah. I get the opposite. I was like, am I going too soft on this? But then we hit some, I kind of pay more attention to the pacing and I pay how they've kind of staved it out. And yeah, it's just like, no, this is this deserves the love I have for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. This will be a unanimous cubic zirconia. So, yeah, this is yet another episode into the incredibly long list of cubic zirconias. It will be the seventh cubic zirconia from season six. Nice. Oh, from season six. Okay. (laughs) Oh, seventh cubic. Oh, no. There's like uh, like 23 now. Almost 30. Wow. Yeah. Oddly enough, actually, unanimous cubic zirconia is our biggest category. Well, we do watch a classic one every time. That's true. So anyway, the, the other season six episodes it'll be joining, uh, Treehouse of Horror 5. This is like when Homer gets his uh, the time-traveling toaster. <laughs> also joining Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy, The Love mm-hmm. Tonic, Homer the Great, The Stonecutters episode, Two Dozen and One Greyhounds, yeah. with the See My Vest, See, see My, my vest. vest, Lemon of Troy, and Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1. Uh, it's actually quite amazing. Season six is... Um, quickly becoming one of the best seasons it's a cubic mine Mm. yeah it really is all right guys that's it for the simpsons index this week but before we go we'd just like to mention a few things that we're enjoying this week bt what are you enjoying this week for other music nerds go on to youtube check out 12 tone they do Mm. fantastic fantastic analyses of basically chords in popular songs great analysis uh if you're a bit rusty on your technical aspects it'll help dust that off yeah really good stuff i highly recommend 12 tone check them out 
yeah, you um you showed me this channel and I, I feel like he's got an excellent way of communicating with theory and the drawing the pictures to sort of help stamp his points. Mm-hmm. And he's got a really great way of explaining the foundations. And also, like, he goes into some really deep stuff. That... Yeah, that's very interesting. But you just look through his videos, find a song you like. A really good one is Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. That's an amazing in-depth intro, as well as... Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Mm. Um, really interesting to watch that kind of be explained and thought about in terms of chords. Um, how about you, Maddie? What have you been enjoying lately? Um, I've been listening to What You Missed in History Class, which is, I feel like, pretty a well-established podcast, but really thoroughly enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. only recently discovered it and, and have been listening to their 2009 through to 2010 podcast. Wow, they must have been like Going one back of the first. In time. Yeah, they must have been one of the first ones in the game. Mm. All right, so cool. What was that podcast again? What you missed in history class. Yeah, uh, what some of the episodes that you've checked out recently of theirs? You know, um, how the French Revolution worked. Like, why did Lady Godiva take a naked horse ride? Mm. <laughs> sure, I don't know why. I just know she had to. Yeah, that sounds like a lyric in an acid jam. Yeah, it's um out of Don't Stop Me Now. They cover so much. Lady <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gadaba. How Vikings worked. Mm-hmm. Um, how the Navajo code talkers worked, which was really good. Like obviously they had this like really complicated native language. Yeah. And during World War it was one or two, I I can't mm. remember. Listen to their podcast. They use them as code talkers, hmm. like in their language, oh, right. um, in order to throw off. I think it must have been two to throw off the Japanese um, yeah. in their warplanes. And yeah. yeah, they were saying like because of this like small group of like elite Navajo yeah. talkers, they were able to like seriously contribute to the war effort. But of course, they weren't acknowledged for quite a no, few years. No, quite after. a long time. Although yeah. you can watch the Nicolas Cage movie Code Talkers. I'm sure that's a non-stop thrill. Right? I haven't seen it, but you know, <laughs> you just—it's got Nicolas Cage, so it's already got a soft recommendation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're in for something. Yeah. So, a podcast I've been enjoying lately is How to Be a Person. It's, oh, I need that. <laughs> I think you'd actually really like it. It's hosted by Jess Dweck and Mike Drucker, and they're writers for a lot of popular American shows, Daily Show, Bill Nye Saves the World. Uh, Mike Drucker used to actually be one of the three guys from Up at Noon with Greg Miller on IGN, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. show that I really used to love. Also, uh, worst episode ever, our good friends over in the States who only cover bad episodes of The Simpsons, they're five finally coming back after oh, like wow. a five-month hiatus and coincidentally they're covering for mayo ween because that was their thing and we that stole, we stole it. Yeah. <laughs> they are also covering the treehouse of horror 28 the one we did with ah, the homer eating himself and fucking awful. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> enjoy that one suckers yeah guys i think that does it for episode 86 of the simpsons index yeah Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We're out of here. That's been Maddie Dockrill. Bye. And that's been BT Calloway. Witty exit line. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com forward slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. And was it the MacGuffin? No, a MacGuffin something different. It was just something. You're, you're just plot, thinking about muffins now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a cupcake. Mm, different. Ma- <laughs> Not a MacGuffin muffin. It was a.
plot point cupcake. <laughs> How about you, Vee? sprinkles. <laughs> I had a thing. Now i got to find the thing. Hang on. That's the <laughs> John uh, Lee Hooker's 1956 <laughs> hit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't make fun of John Lee Hooker. He's my favorite. Um. Oh. Whoops, one second. Ah, you got a phone call mid-podcast. Hey, Mom. Hi, Miss O'Neill. <laughs> Good, how are you? Does Elliot have a set of children? I mean, not that I'm aware of, but he did say the kids, not the niece and nephews. Okay, so, like, uh, unless it's a metaphor for dogs. I Maybe. Feel like, yeah. All right, cool. Or goats. Well, um, that'll be Good. my plan, mm. too. Sorry, Good point. I do have to well, go. Good I'm use of kids. At the moment. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. We don't have anything else to do. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, Mom. I love you. <laughs> the Bye. next question. How's your mom? <laughs> She's good. What's up with her and the kids? <laughs> My brother's kids, not her kids. Um, not your goats? No. <laughs> we did grow up with goats, though. Hmm. We had Fido and Bucket and Sheepy and... Uh, oh, Jesus. Did Sheepy, a lot of was Sheepy, like, insecure? <laughs> oh, he was the worst. Such a temperamental <laughs> piece of shit. Had like an identity crisis. Yes. Maybe that's yeah. why he was yeah. a bit sheepy, mate. <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> what about Millie? Didn't uh, didn't he get pull at your heartstrings at all? Who is Millie? <laughs> Millie House. Oh, <laughs> no. Mal, uh, hi- Mill to the hizzy. Please, please stop. I'm a white Australian. Yes, I've noticed. <laughs> and I think all our listeners have figured that out. <laughs> Uh, what yeah. gave it away? Was it the fact that I like full cream milk and um, toast? <laughs> what else do white people like? <laughs> different kinds of cheese. Oh, different kinds. That's what it was. Sorry, Taco Joe. I said mm. Taco Bell earlier. I'm sorry. That's it's completely acceptable. Am I now banned? Uh, I don't, I'd actually, I don't make the rules here. We thrive on inaccuracy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anytime you're not sure, we just throw to uh, Editing Bay Elliot J. <laughs> Yes, that was right. You can't do it now. <laughs> Can you just dub over my voice later? Oh, uh, yeah, we do for like 90% of your dialogue. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> he does a yeah. flawless Maddie impression. Oh, I've never noticed, but I sound so much more articulate yeah. afterwards, so yeah. must be you. These are actually pajamas that have the print of real person clothes on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We did have pajamas that had, like, you know those shirts that you have the fake tucks on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have pajamas like that. Fake tucks pajamas. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Oh, oh, that's so you can have classy dreams. That is so awesome. Yeah, they didn't sell well, but, like, you know. Sorry, Sin Sticks, I believe it is. Sin Sticks, that's yeah. right. Uh, or is that Star Wars? Shit. God, everything is wrong today. Ah. Sin sticks are from Star Wars? No, it's something else. Ah, I'm having a bad day. I'm very sorry. Aw. Um, you had a bad day. You make yourself down. Stop oh, it. I hate this fucking song. Ben, stop it's it. A bad melody. It's death sticks in Star Wars. Death sticks. Sin sticks. Sin sticks. Sin sticks in The Simpsons. Death sticks in Star Wars. Ah. So, like, anything that the producer's like, oh, can you, like, do this job for me so I can do an important job? I do the unimportant jobs. Hey, every job is important. That's what they keep telling me. <laughs> you go from production assistant to producer. Yeah, hopefully one day. That's it. When the trust of the producer betray the producer, <laughs> become the producer. Yes. <laughs> Don't get protégés. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we work solo, because one day you're just having coffee, then all of a sudden, poison. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, BT, here is your coffee. Yeah, that's all I do as a production assistant. Run and get people coffees and food. Little do they know. I'm impervious to all poisons. All the ones I've given you so far, you have been. <laughs> Very hard to kill. <laughs> Still a Terminator at heart. I remember this on the same VHS with like Simpsons Tall Tales and Smart and Smarter and Little Big Mum. Like, yeah, this was like my stoner VHS tape mix when I was still living at Mum's house. Hi, Miss O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> Is she going to call you again? Probably. <laughs> Elliot, I heard on your podcast you smoking the marijuana. <laughs> Do we need to have a discussion? <laughs> Where's mine? Um, all right, just give me a sec or two. Always with the sex. Wait, god damn it. He's a loser Marge. Jumping. <laughs> I traveled the world in the seven seas. I am watching you through a camera. <laughs> yeah. Um. Damn it, Elliot. Like, we timed that. We, we were t- no. That could have timed so we were, well. We crescendoed. Should we do it? <laughs> Let's stick with... Should you unshendo? You know, that's not a thing. <laughs> Your music degree just caught fire. <laughs> you know, I still haven't picked that I up I know yet. you haven't. <laughs> Is there, like, a blanket word for, like, niece-nephew? Nibbling. Ni- really? You got siblings, your brothers and sisters. You got nibblings. They're I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, mine are just currently nicknamed Squeaky and Leaky. <laughs> it's like grandma's old chicken and dumpling wrestling. It's mm. wrestling. God fucking call <laughs> fucking horse shitting uh, bullshit. Take two. Welcome to the GCW. <laughs> GCDW. <laughs> grandma's chicken and dumpling wrestling. Yeah. All the grandmas, all the chicken dumplings. All wrestling. the wrestling. All is the it like, nutrition. Is it like mud wrestling? No, but like it's gravy wrestling. In, in like a big thing of soup. <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that. That's what I'm imagining. That was actually just me. <laughs> you have to talk over it occasionally, otherwise, we have to pay royalties. Hey there, royalties, we're not paying you, so fuck right off. Hey there, it's free now, counts as parody, so we don't pay. This is something I discovered after school, and I wish I discovered it before, because this would have been an amazing prank. Me and my brother were talking one night, and like, we're probably stoned. Is dirt actually dirt cheap? And like, my brother's like, no, you got to pay heaps for dirt. And then I found out, you looked up... You can get two tons of dirt for like 50 bucks with delivery. All right. So where are we going to put that? (laughs) Maybe that's what I should do with the backyard, man. Just a a fucking massive sand pit. A dirt pile or a sand pit? Sand tower. Mm. But but you said dirt was cheap. How much is sand? Sand's more expensive. Oh, yeah. You might have to pay a bit. Buddy, you get it. You got to pay more for (laughs) like. You're going to have a dirt pit, not a sand pit. It's going to be fine grain as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap sand. I don't know if they grade sand, but. uh, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. Sand doesn't grow on trees. (laughs) That was my archer croak eyes. Your archer quote? Yeah. Which bit? He says it's a woodhouse, and he's like. Go get some sand to, uh, I don't know, put in your eyes. All I can think is you're going to have to eat a bowl of cobwebs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh no, sir, please don't. <laughs> An entire bowl. If I find one single dog hair when I get back, I'll rub sand in your dead little eyes. Very good, sir. I also need you to go buy sand. Yes, sir. I don't know if they grade it, but course. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that great little comedic pause before. Like, 